Yeah. Empire. Lil Wayne. Question. Cash money. Three. Dope supply. You remember this song? I don't. The Lil Wayne? Yeah. This okay. was supposed to be, I want to say, Carter 2 or Carter 3 leaked. Okay. This one, that whole album leaked. Okay. And I think he just uh, kept it as like a mixtape or something. The Empire. Okay. I'm not gonna lie, I was prepared for the Kobe rap track. <laughs> but I was thinking about it, but I'm like, nah, it's been a week. Italian. This verse is on a whole nother song on the Carter Three. Is it? Yeah, they, it, it was a weird era when that whole. The, uh, this is on playing with fire. That's oh, really? Yeah. I think this was the original one because, like I said, it was original songs, but it ended up leaking out. Oh, okay. Where I think he ended up pushing. That, I think that's why the Carter Three got pushed back. Yeah, and and the leaked version was better than the final version too. Like the the when it when it leaked, that and that's another thing. Albums used to leak back in the day, and people would have to change their whole shit when it leaked. I remember Slim Thug album leaked. He had to push it back. His debut uh, major label album, he had to change it. Lil Wayne was the most famous example with Carter Three. Um, Jay-Z, Volume Three, also leaked, and he stabbed somebody over it. Oh, yeah. Like, people, leaks used to be serious back in the day, man. Yeah. Like, we, we going through a, a memory lane of Wayne. Yeah, you know? this was one of the songs on there, too. This wasn't on the album, was it? No, I forgot. I this was on that leaked album. Yeah, this shit was hard. It just said C3. Yeah, I love this song. Yeah. I know he got to be sick that this one leaked because I feel like this was better. This was oh, a better definitely. album. Oh, yeah. than but the there's also, I also wonder if the sample didn't clear too. Because, yeah, it is weird that he didn't, this didn't make the final album. Even if it leaked. Like, yeah. This shit was hard. Yeah. yeah. So part of me wonders if it's all just the fact that it leaked and some of it might have been sample clearing issues. Yeah. I don't think that was a big deal back then like it is now, but I feel like once the whole album was everywhere, I think they probably said scratch it. Let's, you yeah. know, start new. Yeah, this is the beginning of the leaned up Wayne era. Yeah. <laughs> All right. He's on Adderall now, right? I don't know what he's on now. Whatever made him die is dreads. I don't know <laughs> what that is. But uh yeah, he he on some other shit now, but he he dropped an album that honestly surprised me, man. His newest effort we're gonna talk about in a Uh-oh. little bit. It surprised me. I won't say how it surprised me, but it did surprise me. But yeah, Lil, Lil Wayne, people got to appreciate Lil Wayne while we still can, man, because there were a few scares. Remember TMZ reported, I think, that he had died once? I do. Yeah. yeah. And for that reason, that led to people having a general mistrust of TMZ when they report anything now. So we, we got to make sure to appreciate our, our uh, legendary artists while we can. Of course, we learned that lesson the hard way this week. We'll get into that in a minute. We'll break all that down in a minute. But first, let us introduce the podcast as we always do. 
It's the Gems and Juice podcast. We have a special guest joining us again. Yes, sir. Yes. Uh, we got the uh, wonderful, talented Brandon Scott, media extraordinaire. Uh, what, 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 what do you call yourself, man, like your profession? Man, I'm just a dude getting by, man. Okay. <laughs> I'm just a dude getting by, man. Sports Radio 610 needed somebody to run their website and social media. And I've done that in several places, and so that's what I do. I'm a, I'm a digital journalist. Digital journalist, okay. Yeah. Digital okay. genius. Digital genius. All right, digital mastermind. I'll take, I'll take it. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> so how you doing, man? How you been? Man, I've been good, man. Uh, I know we're going to get into, you know, some of the heavy topics and some of the lighter ones too, but, you know, it's been a, it's been a busy week. Oh, yeah. It's been a hell of a week. You know, yeah. I've been... I have worked my ass off this week. It's probably been one of the toughest weeks uh, since I've been working here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in a way, I've enjoyed it, too, because it's challenged me a lot. Yeah. Um, some ways in which I didn't want it to necessarily, but uh, you don't necessarily get to decide how you get challenges as, as we see. I mean, it would be hard for me to complain, right, this yeah. week. Right? It would be really hard for me to complain. So I'm good, man. I'm good here, man. I'm I'm on the other side of the grave. I'm sitting here with yes, y'all, sir, chilling. Man. Yes, sir. Uh, on a Friday night, you know, feeling good. I'm, I'm good. All right, all I'm, right. I'm good. Good to have you back, man. Good to have yeah. you back. We man. definitely gonna look for your perspective on these topics we got lined up, man. Yeah, man. We'll have fun. Yes, sir. As always. We also have the lovely Jasmine joining us as well. Hello. How you been, girl? I'm good. I'm good. I've been chilling. So. How you you sent us a few texts while we were recording the last podcast about the Roddy Rich concert you went to. <laughs> yes. And I wanted to ask you about your experience there. We actually so, read the text on air. Yes, we did. Oh wow. <laughs> like I read it right in like in live time. I'm like, oh Jasmine t-. I'm like, wow, this was shocking coming from you. You sounded yes. like one of us. One Sound of like the old, old lady. You know, <laughs> the old lady at the concert, like, these yeah. kids are high. <laughs> these kids look spaced out. They looked crazy. <laughs> um, so I went to the Roddy Rich concert at Warehouse Live on last Friday. And it was good. As I was coming in, though, you could just look at the crowd, like the line. It was wrapped around the building. It was a sold-out show. Oh, damn. But, um you could look at the line and tell, like, these kids were, were young. And, I mean, I, I look young, but these kids look really young. You could tell they were probably, like, high schoolers. Mm-hmm. And just, like, looking at being sober and looking at their faces and just, like, <laughs> seeing how, like, drugged out they were, it was crazy. It was really crazy to, I guess, witness it and really be in tune with, like, how out of like how out of their bodies they were. They didn't even like some of them didn't even realize what they were doing. Like I don't know, it was weird. <laughs> it was very interesting. I thought that was interesting, being as that you've been to several Travis Scott concerts, and I would imagine the atmosphere there is similar. Yeah, well, maybe it was because I was so, I wasn't sober. No, oh, fair enough. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you so, see the you sit in so with now, everybody else. Yeah, so now, but and two, it, this it, this was just a younger crowd, which. I should have expected because Roddy's only like 20, 21, 22. Yeah. So, I mean, I should have under, like, understood that. And this is his first album. I don't think in, like many people our age or y'all's age know anything other than the box. <laughs> so I can That's understand true. that. But, like, you know, I listened to it. He has a really good album. But it was a good show. He did a good show. It was We were out of there by 930. Oh, wow. Oh, oh 945. 945. Yeah, he he only did he did a few songs off of his um older mixtapes, but he only did the album and it was really good. He um his 
I found it interesting that his um his band were wearing ski masks, like as they performed. I thought that was like it fit his persona. Wait, he life. had a live band? Oh yeah. Okay, that's kind of dope. Yeah, that like Nipsey, cool. Nipsey did too. Like at his show that I went to, like I I don't not to say that that's where he got it from, but I, it's really I appreciate that at rap concerts it's more it's better. Okay. Yeah, but um, it was cool. I I would see him again, and then it was cool to watch him on the Grammys because I. I did watch the Grammys on Sunday. Okay. So it was cool to see him on the Grammys and then to do that tribute, like, right after that. Like, hey, I really I just saw him perform. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting how she said um, the kids at the concerts was all kind of high and out of it type of thing. Just think about when we was younger, when we was, like, maybe 18 or in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, nobody was on drugs like that at concerts. Niggas are high as hell, but that's really In high it. school? In high school, yeah. I don't, I don't well, think it was a whole concert full of high kid, high high school well, how, kids. Mm-hmm. Well, what are drug like drug drugs? Because these kids are doing drugs. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. not just weed or drinking, but they're like on pills and doing whatever. Like yeah, and we had like we had some kids that were like that. I know in high school, but it was very few. Like most kids yeah. either maybe smoked weed a little bit, but no one like. Smoked it a lot or all the time, every day or anything. And yeah, it wasn't a thing was, where the whole crowd was yeah. like, man, all these kids is just bugged out type yeah. of thing. Yeah. So it's, it, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of sad. It feels, it feels different. It's just like that. It's not how we grew up though, yeah. where, you know, we could go to a concert sober. Yeah. At 17. Right. 18. Right. Cause like either, cause like your mom was probably going to either be picking you up or yeah. dropping you off. Yeah, so it was true. really kind of like, this isn't going to happen. You know, I'm <laughs> yeah. just going to the concert. Yeah, that's know. true. Yeah. You also said the kids were disrespectful, too. What do you yeah, mean Yeah, no, that? like, I mean, I hate to say this, but I think it was probably because it was a us crowd and Travis's I, crowd. That's what I said. Crowd. That's what I said <laughs> and, on the podcast. And, um, like, at <laughs> Travis concerts and, like, even, like, ASAP concerts, other concerts that I've been to where Amash is involved, Everyone is very friendly. People know how to mosh. People are very um, catering to your needs. At this show, these kids were, first of all, they were young. And I feel like um, kids in the younger generation, they really don't have a certain respect for others. Mm-hmm. Like like some people do at times, depending on who they are. And, uh, yeah, they were just very more disrespectful in the sense of, like, my friend has a camera. Like, I, I know you see her with this camera. They don't care. Like, you know, just different, different, I don't know how to describe it, but you can just tell the difference in the respect level for other people's personal space or just in general. Like, they, people, be, they, they be ready to fight. Okay. In that, in that that's, type of crowd. That's hilarious. Cause that's exactly what yeah. I said on the podcast when we say? saw that text i was like yeah you was using them white boy travis corral yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, i knew there was gonna be some hood people at that roddy rich show and not even necessarily that it was just like they just you could morals were different like i don't know it was just you don't have that travis you don't have that travis scott fan base yet not saying he yeah. won't ever get it but at this moment, I think he has, he has a different type of music too, so he attracts a different type of fan. Yeah, he's a whole yeah. different type of personality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're and talking I like, about a different vibe completely. I mean, his band, his band had ski masks on, so I just yeah. feel like, yeah, no, the the type of crowd he attracted, the type of crowd that was there did not reflect the the persona that he had though. Like it it was maybe like 
95% his persona and then that it was that 5% that were kind of disrespectful in the younger in the yeah, younger okay. yeah okay all them hood people from third war show up <laughs> and ruin it for everybody huh <laughs> but no he put on a really good show though i appreciated it it was okay. just you know Kind of short. All right, all right, all right. Well, he doesn't have a lot of material yet, but he'll <laughs> yeah. get there. Real quick, while we on Jasmine, shout out to Jasmine. She won an X Award. Oh, thanks. At our little you company did. meeting. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank so, you. Shout out to you. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations. congratulations. Yes. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> thank definitely. You, thank you, thank you. How many awards is that since I've been here now? That's a, that's like, like two. two. Like, like two, two yeah. back yeah. to back. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Jasmine moving up, man. Hey, she she already right. acted like she didn't know us when she saw us. No, I did So now she's super bougie. <laughs> Shoot. She I might hit not. us with a hand visor when we walk by next time. Emmy Award like winner, Jasmine. <laughs> I did not. Don't First be acting all. like Monique now. We, yeah. still, we still allowed to look her in her eye right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, after <laughs> hours is cool. <laughs> but during business hours, now nah, do not approach Jasmine if you are a commoner like us. I'm not. <laughs> now, I got to be honest. Jasmine got a lot better. Early on, Jasmine used to be, hi, and keep looking. <laughs> now she a lot better. She cool. She said, hey, what's up? She more relaxed. I don't really see you here late at night yeah. as much, but, yeah, you. I think Jasmine on the road now. I think Thank she's you. She's more relaxed. We proud of you, girl. Do your thing. Two Do awards. Thank you. Yeah. Thank Shit, you. I'm waiting on the damn um, full-time email. You know how everybody <laughs> get that email? Like, oh, congratulations yeah. to so-and-so. They're full-time now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They didn't do that? No. Nah. <laughs> they haven't done that in a while, though. Yeah, I don't think Wait, have they? I don't. They I don't, do that for new hires. They do it for new, but I don't know if they but do I it for people who get it. promoted. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah, that Yeah, I've seen a couple people saying, oh, congratulations, so-and-so, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen it yeah. a couple times. Yeah, I haven't but, seen like yeah. a um, promotion-type email. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, hold on. We're getting too much into business things. we yeah. got to get another things because we don't want to roll back the curtain a little too much. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, Figgy, man, how you doing? We ain't introduced you yet. Oh, how yeah. you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm good, man. It been, right. Like Brandon said, it was a long week. Um, Terrible news, but... You know, we pushed through this week, man. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. All right, all right. Well, let's just get into it, man, because you know we had to tackle this first. Yeah. Um, so the Kobe Bryant thing, we got to talk about it. Um, Part of me doesn't want to touch too much on it because, number one, like, there's nothing else, else to say. Everybody's already reacted to it, and it's hurt all of us. We all know that. And also, to me, I always felt like Kobe personified perseverance, man. Like, he was always about pushing forward and moving on. So, in the spirit of that, I don't want to spend, because we could spend three hours talking about Kobe Bryant, man. Yeah. But, you know, I feel we got to persevere, move on, keep it pushing. But, so let's just talk about where y'all were when y'all found out y'all initial reaction and how you feel almost a week later. Think you can start, man. Yeah, yeah. So, I was at the house. I was chilling. Uh, I was watching the Pro Bowl. Um, I was, you know, I don't know why I was getting ready to watch the post. I really don't care about it. But I seen somebody on Facebook post, like, damn, tell me this Kobe, Kobe news ain't real. Tell me he ain't dead. And I said, what? Like, wait, I'm like, I know people always try to pronounce people dead, but mm-hmm. you don't play around with Kobe. Yeah. So I went on Twitter to search because that's, I don't even go to news channels or nothing like, I just go straight to Twitter and search the name. And, um, the only thing I seen was TMZ and it said, you know, uh, Lakers player Kobe Bryant dead. So I'm like, what? So I clicked on the link. This one, the link, the, the link was working. Mm-hmm. So they had a 
pretty much a, a decent article saying, you know, very detailed article, mm-hmm. pretty much saying he was in the helicopter crash and blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, holy shit. And mm-hmm. my wife was right there. She's like, what's going on? Mm-hmm. I'm like, Kobe. I couldn't even say it. I had, I was struggling trying to say it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Kobe Bryant died. And she said, what? It kind of blew her too. And yeah. she's not even a basketball fan. So I texted to the, our group chat. And Jasmine didn't believe me. Yeah. And she like, oh, TLC, uh, and then she, I think you tried to click on the link, but at that time, yeah, it crashed. Like, nah, they lying. Yeah, but, um, right after that, I got back on Twitter and I seen nothing but Kobe tweets from verified accounts saying, oh my God, tell me this ain't true. Tell me this ain't true. And at that point, I'm like, damn. So probably the next 10 minutes, I was clicking from sports channel to sports channel trying to see what's up. Mm-hmm. But nobody was talking about it. The yeah. Pro Bowl, they was talking about the lineups and what you doing down here in Orlando and all type of stuff. I'm like, damn, like something don't seem right. Mm-hmm. And so uh, once I seen, uh, I, I think I want to say it might have been, um, I forgot who it was, but it was some type of verified account, which pretty much say, yeah, you know, Kobe Bryant was killed this morning, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck. And that about 20 minutes later, that's when ESPN broke in uh, with ABC, pretty much detailing everything. But yeah. when I tell you that ruined my day, <laughs> oh, yeah. and, I, and let me be clear, I wasn't a Kobe fan yeah. like that. Yeah. I, you know, I respect the hell out of him, but I wasn't a diehard Kobe fan. But when I tell you it felt like I was, mm-hmm. like it, it did not seem real, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I, I was up here, man. I was uh, I was trying to do my own podcast. I do a little Texans podcast. We had some Texans news. I was doing a little bit of other work up here too, and I was actually trying to get out of here. I wasn't gonna spend a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I'm here, I, you know, I'm on Twitter, and and I start seeing it. I start seeing people react to the news before you know. I'm seeing people retweet TMZ before I actually see the TMZ story, and I'm just seeing people react. And so immediately, I'm thinking, well, this it can't be real, but it, it is TMZ. Like they're, they're hit or miss with this, but they've hit some too. You know, they had Michael mm-hmm. Jackson, they've had others. So I'm thinking, okay. And then like Figgy said, I read, I read the same thing. I'm like, okay, the helicopter crash immediately. So I'm a, I'm a huge basketball fan. I grew up playing. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm, I was necessarily a huge Kobe fan, but I was influenced by Kobe just because of my age. And when he came into the league, you know, he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Michael Jordan. He was the only one who could actually pull it off. All of us, everybody wanted to be like Michael Jordan if you played basketball. And pretty much only Kobe was the one who could pull it off. You know, mm-hmm. so everybody had to respect that. So, you know, I wasn't necessarily a, a, a huge Kobe fan, but he's just, you know, he, he was always there. So I'm thinking, okay, I, I know almost everything about Kobe. And one thing I knew was about the helicopter. Any story that you ever read about Kobe Bryant since, for, I don't know, for years, for years now, even back to when he was playing, they include, because you know, when you write these feature stories in journalism, you want to get all in depth and paint a picture and do all these kind of things, and they always mention the helicopter. That was always like this yeah. cool caveat about Kobe Bryant flying the chopper around LA or, you know, Southern California because he didn't like to deal with traffic. You know, he's told the story, you know, about why. You know, yeah. on you know various platforms about you know, hey, you know, I, I was missing family events and uh, you know it was hard to get places on time. So, yeah. you know, he's rich as hell. So shit, I'm just gonna fly over everybody and you know 
It was kind of this, it, it was this cool. It was really cool actually yeah, for a I while. I didn't know that. It was yeah. well, and so and and for me, I'm a, I'm a heavy basketball is my first, second, and third favorite sport, mm-hmm. and everything else comes after that is mm-hmm. when it comes to sports. So I, I heavy basketball fans knew about the helicopter part, so that felt real, you know. And so, you know, I I was more, you know, I I didn't want to believe it, but with the details, it, it felt plausible. Like yeah, I could. Totally see all the stories that I've heard about him flying in that chopper. I could, I could. This is a believable story. Yeah. Um, and it's just a gut punch, man. You know, because like I said, Kobe's been around for as long as I can remember. The first video game that I that I ever played regularly on my own, like not with friends, but like my own video game was the Nintendo sixty four Courtside. Yeah. Courtside. That was that was the first game. And Kobe Bryant. It was Courtside with Kobe Bryant or Kobe Bryant featuring Courtside. Where however they named it. Mm-hmm. He was the cover. It was, you know, the the little Afro Kobe was mm-hmm. number eight. It was before the championships, maybe even his rookie year. I don't know. I was a kid playing that game, and it was the only game I had for a while till I got like SmackDown and you know, all the <laughs> wrestling shit and started doing all of that blitz, you know, yeah. you know all of that shit. But it was my first one was courtside, man. He's for as long as I can remember. So it was a gut punch, man. You know, I as a basketball fan, I came up Tracy McGrady, Kevin Garnett. Um, those were my favorite players. And they, you know, rivaled Kobe Bryant. But I always respected him, man, because who was winning? It was Kobe Bryant, you know? So he's just always been there, man. And then you think about his kid. Like, yeah. you know, all of the reporting, you know, that that's a tough position. I don't know how much we want to get into it. I don't know we don't spend a lot of time on it. But it's hard reporting on stories like that yeah. when information is shaky. Yeah. And, and it was damaging, man, because you were hearing all kind of bullshit. We yeah. thought all of his kids were in the uh, mm-hmm. helicopter at one point. That's what the guy uh, said during yeah. the, uh, when they broke in ESPN. And could he you, said Kobe Bryant and his four kids. And, and Rick you, Fox. And Rick yeah. Fox. Yeah. Man, yeah. And could I don't you know where that came from. Yeah, but. just out of nowhere, man. Yeah. I mean, and could you fucking imagine? Like, it's bad enough. And then we find out later that it was nine people, not yeah. five. Yeah. So it's even, it, it gets worse. It's worse, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, more kid. you know, more than one child. I mean, and you know, I, y'all know, I, I got three kids, so you know, two daughters. So I mean, it's I could not imagine, I, yeah, and, and don't even really want to. That's why it's been so hard. You don't even really want. Never would I have ever considered that Kobe Bryant would die in such a fashion. Yeah, yeah. you know, because why would I? Yeah. Why would I ever think about some shit like that? Yeah. yeah. So it just hit me, man, and and it's, it's and then you, of course you have to do your job, and so it's a, it's a topic. You know, for as long as I can think of. Real quick, one thing I wanted to do this year was actually go to Massachusetts for the Hall of Fame. I'm that big of a basketball fan. I was going to go to the Hall of Fame ceremony because it was going to be maybe Kobe and I think maybe KG and a couple mm-hmm. other people that uh, maybe eligible. Tim Duncan. It was going to be a really big class. I was looking. I didn't know for sure if I was going to go. It was something I was looking forward to, you know. And Kobe was one of the reasons. Yeah. So, yeah, man, it, it was really shitty, man. And I feel so bad for everybody, man. And I don't know what else you can say. Yeah, Jasmine, how do you feel about it? Um, I was. Well, I know I worded that weird, but what was your reaction to it? Yeah, yeah, I, I got you. Um, on of course when Biggie like first dropped it in the group text, I did not believe it because I was like, what? Like you know, that's that's. Yeah. Why why would you ever think of something like that? You was lol in and everything. Like, I'm just like, I'm just gonna wait for another. TMZ been kind of like, legit. Yeah, but it was yeah. just really sad to hear about all of those families. Um him and his daughter and just you know 
my heart and prayers go out to everyone that's been affected, all the fans. I've never really been just a huge Kobe Bryant fan, but I've always been aware of his impact on, like, our our culture, the world in general, like, basketball, all sports, honestly, because I know that he was very big in not just basketball, but soccer, different realms of that. So, um, you know, it was still sad. I don't – I have been kind of on a hiatus until yesterday, really, from social media because of the fact that it's just so sad and it's just update after update. And I don't know. I don't know if we've gotten so, like – immune to death but it's just a lot of a lot of information right now a lot that I don't really care to um, indulge in just yet you know once once things are kind of calmed down maybe I'll read an article or two and catch up but it's just a lot right now and it's really sad just keep everyone in my prayers yeah definitely I feel you um for me I feel like I probably found out later than everybody else honestly I was at the gym actually um, I was getting some cardio in and I wouldn't look at my phone. My phone's on mute. So I had no idea what was going on. I was watching TV. There was a random college basketball game on. I forget who was playing. I think it was, it was Michigan, Michigan state. Maybe. I don't know. Somebody was playing and I'm just watching it and they're doing a whole pregame thing with the analysts talking. Then suddenly I see a graphic that says Kobe Bryant day uh 1978 through two, uh, 2020 mm-hmm. so i figure man this has to be some kind of bad joke because lebron just passed him in scoring the night before yeah. so i'm like okay they're doing some kind of bit where you're saying oh he's dead now because lebron passed him or something mm-hmm. but then after that the graphic appeared that kobe bryant dead in a helicopter crash so i'm like you know what the what yeah so i get off and I check my phone, and of course I have a bunch of texts. Y'all hitting up the text. I check Twitter, and like, okay, I accept that it's real now because it's everywhere. It's an it's. I think we've all gotten more accustomed to the reality that this has actually happened, but it, it's it really put a damper on this entire decade, man. Honestly, like we'll always remember the 2020s, unless some something even crazier happens somehow that we'll remember this as the decade that Kobe Bryant died. So very unfortunate. Um, like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on it because, you know, it, it's been everywhere and we've gone through the gamut of emotions and it's going to continue to hurt. But like I said, we got to keep on persevering and keep on doing our thing, man, because that's what he would want. So RIP Kobe, man, it's no still, still hard to believe, but mama mentality. Yeah, yeah. For life, man, for life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, so I don't know how to change from that. So we're just going to get into it, man. Fuck it. We, we, we hit new releases every time, and we got something to talk about this, this edition of the podcast. So fuck it, man. Let's, let's bring it back. Are we, <laughs> we need our version of the Joe Budden podcast when they play that uh, happy song. Yes. Yeah. Outstanding. Outstanding. Yeah. Yes. We need the gap band for us, but something. Yeah. Similar. I mean, there might be a, a segue. With because uh, there is a, a Kobe tribute on the Wayne album. I don't know what we were gonna hear first. Yeah, so yeah, that's that's a good idea. We're, I mean, we're gonna talk about Lil Wayne album. I can't first. wait to talk about that. Yeah, because I was listening to it before I knew. Yes, and <laughs> we could, we could get it's good. It's yes, good. yes, yes. So Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne dropped a new album. I think he teased it like a week before or two weeks before that it was coming out. It's gonna be called Funeral. Um, so this album dropped. I heard it. 
Um, I didn't know really what to expect because I didn't like Carter Five. I thought it was kind of disappointing, especially that when you name something to Carter, I expect more. I felt like that album was too bloated. Some of the songs sounded old. It didn't sound like Wayne had that passion. But he dropped this, man, and I was pretty impressed, honestly, at least for the first five tracks. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't want to do a track-by-track breakdown because this album is too long. It's 24 tracks long, man. Another album that's too long and that's just a tro- uh, kobe tribute yes <laughs> so fuck we'll talk about that yeah let's get in that first fuck it so um <laughs> there was a i heard there was a kobe bryant tribute on this album <laughs> and i was like okay and it, it was mentioned that there was 24 seconds of silence on a track yes <laughs> and i see that and i'm like okay i assume that was going to be at the end so I'm like, okay, I start bumping this album and I forget about it. But I get through halfway and funny enough, it was like the last song I liked before it started getting weird. Actually, it was a few songs after it started getting weird, the album. But it was the song Bing James with uh, J-Rock on it. And now I understand, <laughs> you know, this happened very quick. The album was done. And Lil Wayne was a huge, he's a huge sports fan. I'm sure he knew Kobe Bryant personally. He just felt like he wanted to do something. Yeah. Yeah. But the song he put this 24-second moment of silence on did not fit a memorial tribute to somebody who died. It was kind of a hard trap-sounding party song. And when I first heard it, I thought that it was just a fuck up with the mastering or something. <laughs> Me too, man. Me I, too. Thought, I thought like somebody messed up in the production of this song and left it blank. But then I realized after the next song started, I'm like, wait, that was a Kobe tribute? The 24 seconds of silence was right there? I thought it was weird, man. I would have been okay without that. What did you guys think about that? So when I first heard that part, I knew nothing about the Kobe tribute. Oh, really? I was listening to it this morning. So I, I ain't seen no articles or all that stuff about him paying tribute. So I'm listening to that song, and all of a sudden, I noticed it was blank. Because usually I'll be in the zone driving, and I, and I noticed the song went off. But I'm like, damn. I'm like, did it stop? I thought my, <laughs> I thought my title stopped. So I look, it was still going. It had like, I want to say like 15 seconds left. So I'm like, damn. So I just skipped it. <laughs> so I th- I, like you said, I thought somebody fucked up. And with me, used used to you know record people and rap. It was it was a couple times where I forgot to chop the end off. Where it's probably like a minute of silence at the end. So I got to go back and chop it off. Yes. So I thought it was something like that. So I never. I just kept going. I ain't know about it. And then once I seen the article, I'm like, oh, did, I'm like, damn, did I miss it? <laughs> So it said the 24 silence at the end of a song, at the end of track eight, which is, you know, a Kobe number. Mm-hmm. So I'm Oh, like, now it makes sense. I didn't both, even realize both, that. It was tra- Kobe numbers. Yeah, okay. track eight. seconds, yeah, track eight. Yeah, and it had yeah. 24 songs throughout the whole album. Yeah. But um, I had to go back to that song, so I skipped right back to the end because I'm like, did he mention Kobe or, or something like that? Moment of silence. He, it was literally just the song ended. And there was just 24 seconds of blank. <laughs> so, you know, it was, you know, I, I like that he did that. I mean, it's cool, but I just don't get that. 
Like, I know he couldn't go back into the album, probably. I, I feel like you could have, though, in this day and age, but. You could have, but I like the subtlety of it. Like, okay. I, that, that was what I appreciated. And, and for me, it was different because I actually saw the tweet before I listened. Oh, okay. okay. So I knew, but like you, though, I listened through it and didn't even notice it. And it wasn't even until the second listen, after I'd actually already talked to you about it this morning, Figgy, we had already talked a, a little bit about the album. I was on my second listen. I had forgotten okay. about it. I had seen it, though. It's even on my Twitter. I retweeted the, whatever I had seen about, you know, 24 seconds after the, at the end of the eighth track. Yeah. So I knew this before I even listened. Missed it. Second listen, I notice it, but I'm still not thinking about it. And eventually it clicks for me, like, Oh, that's the eighth track. That's the, you know, and so I kind of just piece it together after, you know, remembering it. And I just like the subtlety of it. It's, it wasn't clean. He didn't say anything. Mm -hmm. I, I thought it was cool that he didn't try to like force a track in there or a line or, you know, like a bar, you know, try to do something like or take the moment or something. Yeah. I, I, I thought it was less corny than trying to like go out of your way and, 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 and force it. You yeah. know, just. It's easy enough to just like if this is already the order. Like if we've, how long has he been working on this album? Since twenty, we have honestly we have no clue. Yeah, it kind of dropped surprisingly. But if 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 you've already decided this is the this is how you want your album to go and you want to do something, this is I think it costs you nothing, but it's subtle enough and and it means something. Like you know it. I feel like he didn't really draw the attention on himself by doing it. Yeah, you know, it was it wasn't a look at me moment, a moment of silence. I mean, I think that's maybe the most humble way you could probably pay tribute to a guy. You know, yeah. mm. okay. And, and then the, I mean, it's dark enough that the damn album's called Funeral. Yeah, and there's a yeah. there's you know there's a Black Mamba mentioned in one of yeah. the songs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and I'm obviously that's recorded before he died. You know, like come on, I mean, I just I'm glad he didn't try to do too much. Yeah. So I kind of, I kind of appreciate, it. and I, I agree that it was awkward and weird because we didn't even notice it mm -hmm. at yeah. first. Yeah. And then when we did notice it, it was like, "What is this?" Yeah. yeah. But it would have been nice, probably like a, uh, like maybe sometime this week before it dropped that that article was mentioning it, saying, "Oh, it's a moment of silence." Or, yeah. If that article came out maybe Thursday or Wednesday, then I would have, you know. Yeah, I would have understood it, but with me, my first listen, wake up in the morning listening to it, I'm thinking like, damn, like he need to fire his <laughs> fucking engineer, man, because he left all that space yes. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. to me, it just I, I feel like it sure wasn't like a, a a marketing look at me type of thing. Yeah, yeah, you know, that that's kind of how I, I want to. I don't know if it's really that's the case, but it's kind of how it came out to me. Like, I'm not gonna put the attention on myself. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna do this and yeah. let it, it clearly ride. wasn't a sales thing because it, you know some people make music. Yeah, name the song Kobe or something like that. Right, but they're benefit benefiting off of it. Yeah, but at least he you know he did what probably like an artist or engineer worst nightmare is yeah. leaving all that. <laughs> and it's almost like if it don't apply, let it fly, right? Like if you don't even fuck with basketball or I mean it's tragic enough, but like if the Kobe thing somehow didn't even move you. You don't even notice it, and you know, yes. you probably just skip and go go on about your business. Yeah, you know. Now we, we, I want, I want everybody's opinion on the album, but I have a quick sidebar, real quick, man, because okay. I want to know how y'all feel about this. The now I understand the Kobe tributes. I understand, you know, we're gonna pay our respects to the man who was so 
instrumental in most of our lives. The way they're going about it, I, I, it's kind of strange to me, man. Like, not really strange, but just like the the numbers thing. I, I feel like this is going to get played out really quick, man. And, and not to to your point, it was subtle to put the eight track number eight and have a twenty four second moment of silence. But certain things I've seen already, um. The 24-second violates. I understand that happened the day he died, so you have to do something, and people just were emotional that day. But the All-Star game, these new rules that are weird, about 24 points until you win after the third quarter or something. I couldn't, I couldn't even get through the list. Yeah. Like, I, I, I messed with it, and I couldn't even get through I was like, nah. You know, they they changed the That's All-Star wild. game rules to some convoluted mess where whichever team is up, by the third quarter, you need to only put get 24 points. There's something weird about 24 as you yeah. have to score in the fourth quarter of the All-Star game. I'm like, what? Yeah. That, that is forced and, and, and lame. Very yeah. odd, man. And it's like this 8 and 24 thing. I feel like people are just going to run us into the ground. Honestly, and honor him the way you can. But it, you can just say this album is dedicated to Kobe Bryant. You don't have to, you know, put 24 seconds on every track and say, you know, I'm taking this. Like, things like that just. (laughs) They're making a big deal about the number. Yeah, yeah. The the numbers thing is just, I feel like it's going to get played out to me. Maybe it's just me personally, but I feel like people are going to run shit into the ground, man. So maybe it's just me. I don't know. But people are trying to figure out how to process it. Yeah. How to cope. Fair enough. And like. Like we've all said, this just kind of came out of nowhere and hit us, you know, like in the gut. And so it's like people, I feel like these aren't the, you know, these wouldn't be the first ones to do something lame when somebody dies. And like, I, I mean, you talk about that, man. Did y'all start seeing all of the Kobe tats? Yeah. There's one dude who has a Kobe jersey tat. Oh, wow. I mean, that's, that's crazy. Yeah, you, you know, like, that. I mean, I and, and, and far be it for me to tell somebody how to process grief and everything like that. But I mean, we can all say, you know, that's a little, that's a little, yeah. bit, it's extreme. Yeah. a little bit extreme. Yes. So, I mean, we're seeing all kind of shit. Like I, I'm all for the tributes, you know, they're doing, you know, some of the cool stuff like, uh, uh, putting flowers at, at courtside for two seats. That's, you know, that's cool, but I'm with you, you know, like the numbers thing. I feel like, what it really was when Mark Cuban came out and said, "Hey, we're going to retire his number for the yeah. Mavericks." Everybody else was like, "Okay, well, well, you know, how can we, you know, uh, be more sad about Kobe being dead?" Yeah, no, you know? yeah, yeah. And, and it's like we don't have to be in competition about, you know, like we're all sad, you know, mm-hmm. and, and it does kind of feel like like that way. Like, let me one up you. you know, let's let's mm-hmm. just see what. Well, how can I pay? You know, tribute to you better and all that yeah. kind of stuff. You get that sense, but at the same time, people are pro- trying to just process it. I, I'm one of those people myself. Yeah. Yeah. I think that, like, the ways of them, like, leaving the two seats open, the gift that was going around of him and Gianna that they were in the, I think it was the Knicks game, maybe, the seats that they were in, that gift that he was explaining something to her that would, keeps going around. Yeah, I that was that the Nets, was, like, I think, yeah, in Brooklyn. Nets. Oh, okay. Well, I think that things like that are honorable. Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that, I appreciate them retiring the numbers with without the NBA having to do it and stuff. Like, I think... That stuff like that is honorable, but um, you know, I'm not. I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan, so I don't really um, I can't attest to everything that he's done. I'm learning as the few things that I am singing. I'm learning because I'm not on social media that much, so I'm trying to like kind of stay away a bit. But um, I I can tell of 
I think it's the same thing with like the Nipsey thing. Like it affected me differently than other people. And I can tell like some people who have sincerely been a fans of his and have sincerely watched him through the, out his career. And then you can kind of tell the people that are just kind of like taking it to the extreme. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. That's a good point. I do think people are trying to outdo themselves with the Kobe tributes. Um, <laughs> we had a debate with ESG because he thinks they're going to change the logo. They're not going to change the logo to Kobe Bryant. They're just not. But, um, yeah, it would be cool. Like, cause people have been advocating for them to change the logo for a long time. But why though, man? Like, well, because you know what? People have said they should change it for Michael Jordan. I I think it's just an excuse. Like there has been a lobby to change the logo anyway. And like I said, it's the same thing. The same thing that would move somebody to change their number or, uh, or, or, or get a Kobe tattoo. It's all the same rationale, man. I, trying to trying to process it because I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I would love I would love for it to be changed to. I mean, you could change it to Shaq for all I care. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. You know, I I just kind of have thought it's played out. But for some people, it's like, you know, what's what 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 difference would that make? That's not gonna bring him back. That's not gonna help his family. Yeah. That's not gonna yeah. make it no less tragic. That's not gonna make us no less sad. So it it is it, it seemed empty. You know, but but it make you feel good a little bit. I've never seen people. nothing wrong with the original. You need to. Yeah. Yeah. I think Me the too. original ones are. I never look at that logo and say, "Damn, man, they need to update they need this." To change it. Yeah. To I me, is to me, I think it would look more silly if it was like a shack. Yeah. I mean, because it's like, damn, this. I feel like people will try to get their original one more mm-hmm. than the actual new one i guess it's probably too old at this point to change because it's so like like imagine if like if jordan changed his logo yeah you know that would be silly but i know you know for for a number of reasons like basketball heads are like okay jerry west was a great player but there have been so many great players that it feel like you know I, i think there's some racial dynamics to it you know uh with the logo i think there in there's a uh this idea that it should be a meritocracy and how can you have so many great players to come after Jerry West and, and, and this guy be the one who, who be the kind of the symbol of the, of the league. So look kind of like inside baseball stuff, but, but people, people look at it that way. Like, you know, maybe more people are worthy of having it. And, and there's no debate on whether Kobe Bryant was better than Jerry West <laughs> yeah. and a number of different players, mostly black. So that's, that's kind of the, the, the idea about it. But like I said, man, it, it wouldn't be impactful and it wouldn't, it's just like a, like a feel good moment. Like just like the change in the numbers and all of the stuff that you yeah. said, that's going to get played so, out. So I wonder, uh, I know we ain't got to stay here that long. Talk about the logo, but did they put, did, did the NBA use Jerry West as the logo because he was just the best player or was that just a good symbol to use for the NBA? Because that's a lot I was of, gonna say, a man. lot of people don't even know that's Jerry West. Yes. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I, I so I, I'm trying to remember, and, and I, I, I don't want to miss because I think they dealt with this in the uh, they did a basketball love story series last year or the year yeah. before on ESPN. I want to say they might have got into it. Jerry West basically volunteered to do it free of charge. He doesn't get any money from that from the proceeds of the logo because that's not basically the fact that the logo is Jerry West is a piece of trivia information. You know, it's something to when you're playing some kind of trivia game and that question comes up. It's something like, oh, I know that. But it's not, I never thought it was supposed to represent Jerry West. It's supposed to be a generic silhouette of a basketball player. Yeah. Yeah. It could be anybody. It don't even look like a white guy besides yeah, it being white. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, you could argue and say it wasn't Jerry West. Exactly. Because how that's can you actually prove it 
that is Jerry West because you could probably find another picture of somebody doing that similar. It was a basic ass move. Yes. It wasn't yes. a Shaq symbol or a Air Jordan symbol where he clearly did that. Yeah. yeah. So that man. might be the other side of the point, though. This generic ass, lame ass, uh, <laughs> bullshit ass move, nondescript move that nobody really cares about became yeah. the iconic symbol of the league. Up. That was a straight up white boy move, too. It man. was. It's like, Ooh, like let me go sexy? straight. Yeah. <laughs> Before the crossover. Nigga just moved to the left <laughs> and became a logo. I mean, this motherfucker, this motherfucker Jordan is jumping from the free throw line with his, doing his splits yeah. in the air and shit. Yeah. And we got Jerry West just doing a, a basic ass cut to the basket. They gonna change the logo to hot sauce. <laughs> they should. It should be the N1 logo. Yeah. That should be the new that NBA logo. The N1 logo is the new NBA logo. Yeah, that would be hilarious. But okay, right, we went way, way, yeah. way off topic. That's the way. Sorry about that. Definitely. But, the, so the Lil Wayne, let me get y'all's reactions on it. Um, what'd y'all think about it? Were y'all impressed? Were y'all disappointed? What'd you think? Jasmine, we'll start with you. Yeah, I was a little disappointed. I didn't get through the album, I can't lie to you. Okay. But, well, I, I may have gotten through it, but it was just on. I wasn't really listening. I kind of tuned out after a certain point. I didn't pay too close attention to um, what tracks I was listening to, but it just it didn't do it for me. So I, I have to go back. What in particular did you not like about it? Just, um, just the lack of new subject, I guess. Okay. Like, I don't know what I expect Wayne to talk. It's Wayne. Wayne to talk about it. it's Wayne, but it was the same old, same okay. old. And I, I wasn't really a fan of the production either or the beat. Mm. So I don't know if it was like old, older tracks maybe that he made this album with. But yeah, I wasn't too big of a fan of the beat selection. Okay. From what I heard, I didn't. I can't even tell you what when I stopped like really like paying attention. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Well, Brandon, you said you listened to it twice already. Yeah. What yeah. Your thoughts. So man? I was kind of like Jasmine on the first time. I, like I wasn't down on it. I was just like, man, it's it's good. You know, he's you know he it's Wayne. Mm -hmm. You know, it was kind of I agree with you that it was very like a kind of kind of typical Wayne. Yeah. But I. But just like Jasmine, I also wasn't, I don't think, listening hard enough the first time. You know, the second time I got to really listen, and I thought he he was actually really spitting. I agree a little bit on the production. The production is hit or miss. Some of the uh, track, like, I, you know, there's, you know, Mahogany is, oh, that, that's, that's, a, that's a Manny Fresh yeah. beat, you know, and that's that's hitting you early in the record, uh, or I'm sorry, you know, in the album, mm -hmm. you know, with, as the second track. So, uh, you know, I, I, thought, I thought some of the production was good. I'm where, you know, some of the things I... I wasn't necessarily vibing with the sound, but for the most part, man, Wayne is spitting throughout this album. Yep. I thought, you know, that was my impression on the second listen because the first one, like I said, I, I don't think I was listening hard enough. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought, uh, I talked to Figgy this morning about Harden <laughs> yeah. and, uh, I had listened to that track, but when I listened to, to Harden, no, no joke. When I listened to Harden, I was getting my kids ready and I had my headphones in, but you know, I got little kids. You know that, that well. I don't know. Y'all don't have little kids, but yeah. it's it's hard. Let me just tell you in the morning. Yeah. So I'm kind of listening, but I'm not really listening. I went back and listened. I'm like, this might be the most coherent track on the on the damn album, where it's okay. like a clear, concise subject matter where you know what exactly what the fuck he's talking about. It's not just that Wayne shit where he can get you with, you know, with his like witty metaphors, metaphors and, and shit, but you don't really know what the song is about. This one, you knew what the song was about, you know, um, and there were a couple more like that, I thought. And, and, and like I said, man, he's he's spitting throughout. And, you know, I, I appreciate that. Like, 
on, on the second listen, I thought it was uh, it was much better. So I would encourage you to listen yeah, again, I'm, Jazz. I'll, I'll try to listen again. Um, sure. Even though your critique on the production is is actually, uh, I think, a fair one. Like I was looking up, y'all might know these some of these producers better than I did. I was kind of looking up the production and it was kind of a little bit like I don't know what's going on here, and you know, yeah. like, so so I mean, I don't know. I this him, wasn't top notch. This was not top notch. This is not. I, I was wondering, actually, like, in some ways, it, it could b- probably be overrated and underrated. Like, it's trending on Twitter. Everybody's talking about it because it's Wayne, but it's probably not like an album worth, like, you know, going back to it. Yeah, like seriously, seriously talking about. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it is actually pretty good. I think because we expect so much of Wayne, he is who he is. Yeah, you know, and he's given us so much, so many hits. I think we kind of so many good albums we or in well, at least mostly mixtapes too, but you know he's given us so much good content. I should say we're expecting something like out of this world, you know. But this is really still a re- a solid project uh, and yeah. probably better than a lot of shit you'll hear. But because it's Wayne, we're like, oh, it's not, you know, you know whatever it is that you whatever, name your favorite Wayne moment, you know. Yeah. So, but yeah. he spit though. I thought, yeah. I actually agree, man. I agree. Uh, Figgy, what'd you think about it, man? Um, I actually liked the album. Okay. Uh, I only, I skipped a few albums, but, uh, I mean, excuse, uh, a few songs, but I actually liked it. I, I felt like, um, to me, obviously, this is better than Carter Five. Mm-hmm. I never went back to Carter Five at all, but to me, I felt like he, he went with the current style a little bit. Some of the beats sound a little current. The production was a little iffy, but, I could tell he was um, linking up with some current producers who was bringing the current style because the last album you could tell it was dated. Mm-hmm. But um, and I, I I realized probably like sixty percent of the album he had that Migos flow a little bit. Yeah, that da 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 da. He had his own little spin to it, but he kind of had that flow to it. But um, the only the only for sure tracks I skipped was the Adam Levine track. Mm-hmm. I felt like that was that song was bad, and um, plus I, I can't stand Adam Levine. I don't like nothing he's yeah. on. Mm-hmm. But some, I think he's probably the worst singer. <laughs> oh wow! Ever to me, I don't, I don't know what it is. Wait, but he, who was on heard him say that wasn't Adam? That's Levine, Adam was Levine. It? Was it? Yeah, that's that Adam Levine. Hard, yeah, man. Man. I just wait a minute. I, don't know. <laughs> I mean, that, that song is heard cool. Heard him say it was hard. Hey, that song's cool, but his I don't know, man. I I, I can see that, man. It is kind of a kind of a whiny. I don't know. I, I he got that yeah, state voice where it's kind of like, man, like I ain't. Gonna, I had a maroon five phase in high school. I ain't gonna lie. Did, uh, I did. Uh-oh. I went to. I had I, one year. I spent at a white high school, and it was big. You was a gym class heroes dude yeah. too, weren't nah, you? Nah. <laughs> yes, you were. <laughs> I did I like that. gym class heroes. Over there bumping Asher Roth, man. I see you. I did. I did, I did like I love college. I, yeah. I was on some other shit at the boat. Ah, yeah. shit, man. Anyway. <laughs> but um, the other song I skipped was that uh, XXX Tentacion song. Yeah, that was trash. Yeah, that, that, that song was so bad because I kind of had to play low in the car. It was so bad. I'm like, man, I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's kind of throwing me. You know how a song so bad that throws you off a little bit? Mm-hmm. you like, what the? I made an ugly face. Like, what the fuck is this? So um, that's the one I skipped. But um, the one song I really liked was the Harden song. That To me, the production on there was crazy. The beat was, um, to me, it was Vintage Wayne, just like the shit we bumped in with today. 
I felt like it came out around that time. And um, I think he need to do more stuff on that level. Like, I understand Wayne, once he went pop, he started doing more. I felt like he started doing a lot of uh, hit chase, chasing. So he trying to find what's hot now and, you know, do something to that. But I think if he stay in that lane where that Harden song is, I think he can put out a, a classic album still. Because he still, to me, he still got lyrics. But um, to me, it just sound a little watered down. The auto tune start sounding a little watered down after a while. But um, yeah. But my overall take on this album was I, I give it a B minus. Okay. Yeah, I, I was really impressed because I really I almost didn't listen to it mm-hmm. because I just knew it was gonna be bad. Yeah, but I gave it the benefit of the doubt since I'm sure he probably recorded this one and this wasn't sitting in the vote. Just yeah. you know, sit, yeah. But um, yeah, I I um I do think this album. I wouldn't put this album at the top of the list of his shit mm-hmm. because he do got a great resume. So, um, I think by choice, you gotta have it probably right above Carter Five. <laughs> or maybe, what, I am not human? I am not a human mm-hmm. being. Yeah, that's yeah, way above that's that. prob- yeah, yeah, I was about to say that was probably at the bottom, but. Yeah. By, um, I guess by, um, I guess by like a, like some type of choice, you gotta have it down there. But I think it's a great album. <laughs> I think it's a great album. But I, I kinda got some hot, not hot takes, but. I kind of got a theory about Lil Wayne. I feel like Lil Wayne is the Southern version of Eminem. I was actually thinking that, but I would disagree. Okay. I think that listening to early Lil Wayne and listening to, like, Lil Wayne evolved his sound. You know, whether you think that evolution was positive or negative, he did have more, like, post-Lollipop was really what did it for him. That type of a song, a cash money, early cash money Lil Wayne wouldn't make. So I think he evolved in ways that Eminem just didn't musically. Eminem kind of stuck to what worked. He had the goofy single, the lead single, where it was with some goofy sounding shit, and he would have a few tracks where he was spitting, but he stuck to the same formula that worked for him for album after album for a long time. So, okay, yeah, that's what yeah. I think. This, this, couple, uh, this is a couple points I feel like they both similar though. I think. I think at some point in their career, they was out of touch because we know Eminem was out of touch at some point where he don't listen to nothing. He don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. I think Lil Wayne was the same way because uh, we we all know the whole all lives matter type thing yeah. where he don't know what's going on. Yeah. And um, what else? Uh, oh, and um, the recent thing, too, is um, he was on Drink Champs. Yeah. I, I know it come out tomorrow. But um, he didn't know who TDE was. Or, he didn't know who QC or, was. Yeah. He thought 21 Savage was a group. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I yeah. didn't see the 21 Savage I, I, I see that part. Yeah. But um, it's a lot. Of, like, Lil Wayne is good, but I, I felt like he kind of stay in the zone, too, where he don't pay attention to nothing. So uh, I think him and Eminem got them similarities. And then the, um, the other thing, I felt like they both was considered at one point the best rapper in the game. Eminem had a point where people were saying um, he was better than Jay-Z. And the same thing with um, Lil Wayne. A lot of people saying he's the best rapper alive over Jay-Z. Well, he said point. it. What? Yeah. <laughs> and people started believing it. Yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people <laughs> thought it. But um, what else? Um, 
And then with them two, I felt like it was at a point too where people, uh, rappers knew that you couldn't outrap them. A lot of people knew you couldn't, you weren't about to outrap Eminem. Same thing with Lil Wayne. Everybody, you know, rappers can talk shit about any other rapper, but when they come to Wayne, they like, oh, Wayne about to kill it no matter what. I already know. So that's why I got him on the track. So I think both of them had that same similarity too. And then, um, and then another thing, I felt like they both had a, um, once they crossed over into the, I hate to call it pop area, but once they kind of crossed over, I felt like they never looked back. Um, Eminem never looked back once he had that crossover hit. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Lil Wayne. Once Lollipop took off, I felt like he was making more popular songs. It wasn't the, um, Carter two type shit or Carter one type shit. So I think both of them had, um, that same similarity. And, um, and then to that same point, they, um, Lil Wayne never made really hood music like he used to. He never made that, uh, New Orleans type music how he started mm-hmm. anymore. It was just straight pop. And the same thing with Eminem. He never made that dark, I'ma kill you type music, that drug music or, or drugged up music type shit. So that's another similarity. And, um, what else? Oh, uh, the last point is I felt like, I felt like none of their projects was just straight up whack. I just felt like it was just dated. I felt like they stayed to that same formula whenever they create music. And, um, like Lil Wayne projects will always sound like 2011, 2012. <laughs> same thing with Eminem. His shit sound like 2004, 2005. <laughs> so, um, I think they always had problems with trying to connect to what's out right now. So, um, yeah, what else? It was something else I, I meant to say too. But um They both dyed their hair blonde. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But um I do think um I do think they sh- kind of struggled at um at the point where their sound wasn't really working. I felt like a lot of people was critical of whatever they put out. Like right now people critical of Lil Wayne album saying, "Oh no, it's whack, it's washed up, blah blah blah." People was doing the same thing a couple of weeks ago with Eminem, saying it was wag, it was washed. He he need to quit. He was saying all this type of stuff. So um, what else? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I felt like they kind of they kind of in the same boat and they kind of similar. And these are two dudes that were in the top five. People always put them in the top five. And right now. People saying they, you know, they struggling and they not really making good music. And, um, like I want to branch off into something else, but this is a debate for another day. But I feel like this kind of solidified Jay Z as the greatest rapper of all time. Mm-hmm. Because this is the only rapper or I would probably say only artist that aged this well with his music and never had that falling off where we questioned his music. Like you could say what you want about Mad, Magna Carta. Like that was probably we could probably say that was one of his worst albums. I don't know, but we never had that question of damn, do we still got it? Or you know, mm. they never had that question of like how we do Eminem, how we do Lil Wayne. It seemed like he get better <laughs> with his age. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a good comparison. 
I mean, I it's, a, it's a decent comparison. My thing with Wayne is that he's just got so much content, like the mixtapes and everything. I think that's kind of like the what seemed like it's kind of set him apart, just that, you know, that stretch. Y'all remember the Wayne stretch where he was grinding, whatever it was, the old yeah. 607, the old 610, whatever it was. Y'all remember yeah. the little era where it seemed like he had so much content come out. I, I thought that was kind of what set him apart, but, I mean, I always, I mean, I always thought Jay-Z was probably the better MC, though. Yeah, I, I, mean, I, anyway, I thought so, anyway. too, but it was still that conversation that, oh, yeah. no, Wayne is... There were people who thought Wayne was better. Yeah, yeah. people people thought Eminem killed Jay-Z on his song, and then, you know, people were saying, oh, yeah, um, Wayne is better. That's the better Carter. Yeah. And, you know, I, I feel like for Wayne, Wayne, it was the volume thing, because he was releasing so much content, and, and so much of it was heat. Yeah. And then... Do y'all think maybe the Eminem, cause like Eminem's not better than Jay, that's ridiculous. So like, like that is ridiculous. I, I, I like not to you, some people, not to some people. Nah, yeah. man, li- listen to me. Let me just say that. Okay, this is my hot he take. He killed him on Renegade. That's, no, okay, that's, that's, what, I'm gonna get, that's what I'm gonna say. Do y- y'all think because he killed him on Renegade or supposedly that that's the reason why? Because like, if you, if you're a rap fan, you say, if you're a hip hop fan, you say that Eminem is a better MC than Jay Z. I'm gonna say you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> You don't know shit about hip-hop and go take that trash down the road somewhere. But You're going to upset some of our listeners. Hey, but look. <laughs> hey, look. Got some rabbit. Eminem hey, I love Eminem. No, Eminem yeah. is dope. Like, it doesn't have to be a knock on Eminem that he's not Jay-Z. He's Eminem. That's good enough. Like, he's a dope MC. Like, what, I'm going to say Eminem's trash? Then I'm going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about. I do. But... So. <laughs> well, well, but well, but Eminem can rap. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? He, like he's got some trash records, but he can rap. Like obviously, you know. But I mean, he I mean he wouldn't got this far. But I, I mean, I, th- I think it's the Renegade, like because he because he went hard on Renegade. That's he also that's what show it is. me what you got freestyle. He killed that shit. So he 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 rapped on some Jay Z yes. instrumentals and just wrecked it to the point where Jay's version sounded kind of whack. <laughs> so I think that's where it kind of came up too. Yeah, I guess he wouldn't be the first person to to do better on somebody's beat. So I mean, that's a th- yeah. I mean, rap's competitive, but like, let's be for real, man. Come on, that's we talking about Jay. Let's be for real. So two two figgies uh uh comparison. I think it's mostly valid. I think there are some some similarities and some differences though. Um, to your point, and, and we learned this too when Drake had his uh rap radar interview on the podcast. Oh, yeah. He mentioned that he always tried to get Lil Wayne to listen to new music, but Lil Wayne won't listen to anything new. Like mm-hmm. he don't want. That's why he didn't know who TDE was and what QC was. He didn't know any of the stuff. He like an old nigga for the, real. Yes. The funny yeah. part about it, he know Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. He did songs with Kendrick Lamar. He yeah. did songs with Migos. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, he got a song Ta- with Yeah, take um, off on this one. Yeah, or also yeah. But I think it's, I think it's, it's take off. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, but um, it's just funny him saying, "Oh, quality, quality control music." Yeah, like, yeah. Like he had no idea. You can see it in his face that he had no idea what that was. Yeah, and wild. those are two of the hottest <laughs> like crews or labels out right now. It's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. So in that regard, yes, I do think they're similar in that I think Little Wayne is in his own world. And Eminem in his own world, and they don't really experiment or mess with the new sound as much. Uh, that being said, I think there's differences. Um, I think Eminem kind of doubled down on the corny punchlines where when Lil Wayne was getting criticized too much, he eventually did step off. Yeah. You know, there is no I'm flyer than loose leaf on this new album. <laughs> you know, 
He stepped away from the corny, <laughs> real G's moving in silence like lasagna, shit like that. He stopped that after a while. Yeah. But Eminem still does that. And I think that's why we see him as kind of corny now because he still does things like that. But Lil Wayne did eventually stop that kind of thing. So yeah. in that regard, I think they're a little different. But to your point, I think there are some similarities there, definitely. Yeah, I, I think the major thing is I think they um, – I think they at a point where they're trying to find themselves. They not uh, like a midlife crisis type of thing. I think so because when you thing. listen to Eminem new project, you could tell he's trying to grab some hot producers to try to relate to the youth. Try to say, "Hey, I got Take Key on this beat." Uh, same thing with Eminem. You could tell his his beats are a little more current than before. So. Um, yeah, it's just it's just weird that them two they was the hottest at one point, and now I feel like they they trying to find themselves. And when you think about it, it's kind of common. Like, look at all of the hot artists at one point. They they dip down low after a while. Like, look at Snoop. Snoop he he kind of in the in the lane of his own. I I feel like he just released music just to. You know, because it's music and he could do it. But he did have to kind of reinvent, reinvent himself. Yeah, yeah, you got to. I, I feel like you got to find yourself. And that's why I think that's – and that's what made Jay-Z so great because I don't even remember him reinventing himself. He just kind of slowly but surely he, – he stayed himself, but he stayed current. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, he don't – like, if you listen to his last album, it don't sound like um the um Blueprint or it don't sound like something older than that. Mm-hmm. He kind of evolved with time. He got mature. He didn't. He didn't go way left where he rapped what he rapped about twenty years ago. But he he kind of on some grown man shit now and and, and doing it real smooth. And it's it's kind of unbelievable when you think about it. Like I said, Eminem was one of the biggest artists at one point. Lil Wayne was one of the biggest still, artists at one Eminem point. Eminem still and is. Still number one. Yeah, man. let's be clear. He still is. Yeah. But. Like, we never really question Jay-Z music like we do Eminem. That's true. Yeah. Um, I wanted to get my takes on the album in real quick. Uh, So, basically, I went into it thinking the same thing as Figgy. Um, I didn't really want to listen to this album, this Lil Wayne album. I wasn't too hot on his last album. I thought Carter Five was kind of whack. Um, I get into it, and the first four tracks... I'm like, okay, Wayne is back. <laughs> okay, it starts off. The intro is okay. Mahogany is super cold, man. And when I heard that, I'm like, okay, this is this is mixtape Wayne. I'm thinking this is Drought Three, Dedication Two. Like, I'm thinking Wayne is back. Mama Mia is dope too. Um, I'm not a big Big Sean fan, but even that song was okay to me. Um, it I, I and to this point, I hadn't heard any singing. No auto tune, so I'm like, okay, this is this is a street Wayne. Wayne is back, and well, then, except for the intro a little bit. That's true, that's yeah, true. But yeah. that was like done in an artsy ass yeah. way, so I, I'll live with it. Uh, Dreams is when uh, my confidence just kind of plummeted, man. <laughs> like that's when the the next three tracks after that, um, this nigga starts singing again. He was making party anthems. He was trying to make club anthems, and he was making the auto tune returned. The guitar that he might have been playing himself again returned. And at this point, I'm like, okay, is this Carter Five all over again? He redeemed himself a little bit with Bing James. I like that song with J-Rock. Not Me is all right. Trust Nobody with Adam Levine is trash to me. I like the 2 Chainz song. But the rest of it 
the beat started sounding a lot worse to me in the second half of the album. Mm. They didn't sound as current. Um, looking at the producer list to the point that he doesn't mess with the new sound as much and doesn't know what's really going on. He got Manny Fresh, who was legendary. He got, uh, Mike Will made it a legend as well. Jalil Beats, I ain't heard from him in a long time. That's kind yeah, of an old school. Cool and Dre produced a song in this song, on this album, man. Mm. When's the last time you heard of Cool and Dre? Like, some of these, yeah. 2012-ish. Some of the murder beats, like some of these beats, some of these producers were definitely an older sound. And the the second half of the album, I thought was pretty weak, honestly. I like the song with OT Genesis. I like the fact that he had Takeoff mm-hmm. as a feature and not Offset or Quavo. Yeah. You know, we, we, I, I'm a Takeoff stand, man. I want to see him <laughs> on more stuff. I yeah. think he's underrated. Yeah. So I like that. Um, the Exodus and Tassion song was super trash. And I also feel a type of way about him using him for two albums now when Lil Wayne didn't know who he was when he was alive. Mm, oh, yeah. I, really? I don't remember. I remember nah, that, he yeah. didn't. Like, they didn't work together. Like, I'm sure XXX was a fan, yeah. but Lil Wayne did not know he was until he died. Oh, wow. He put him on Carter 5, and he put him on this album, too. I feel That's not even shocking. We yeah, was just talking about how he, yeah. Very strange to me. I mean, so, is, that, is that maybe, uh, you know, maybe some show some love to his to his people or, like, maybe still give him some work? I mean. I don't, I don't know what it is, man. Maybe it's a thing he, um. He found out who he was after he died and really liked this shit. Yeah, I think that's more of the case. Yeah. And then found out he was a fan of his, himself, too. But I still just think it's weird. Um, also, another thing I want to bring up on our, our uh, conspiracy tip real quick. Uh-oh. So, mm-hmm. if we've noticed, um, Lil Wayne did appear on Nicki Minaj's last album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake did not appear on any. Drake has not been seen on a Nicki Minaj or Lil Wayne project in a while, and they have not been seen on his projects. Mm. Do we have any theories as to why? Mm, you got me thinking, now. Because I did, I, I for Carter 5, I was like, okay, but with this and with Lil Wayne not being on Scorpion, I thought that was very strange. Mm. I don't know if there's any anything behind that, because according to Drake, they're all still cool, but... He, re- he references saying. them in the in this record, uh, yeah. or some, somewhere. He says something about rolling with somebody from Degrassi. Yeah, I forget which track it was, okay. but I mean that's that's somewhere in this in this album. So, I mean, it, I don't know. Drake mentioned um, Nikki on Scorpion. She had that sample. The sample, yeah, but I don't yeah. count that. I don't you don't count that. because that was a sample. Like she didn't record that for him. It was a sample of her show. I thought that she did change something in the sample for him. Did she? I thought I read something like that. I could be I'm, wrong. But it, I know the last thing I heard from them, I heard they kind of wasn't, they haven't talked in the movie. Yeah, they had beef over the Meek Mill shit. Oh, so, yeah. Speaking of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So speaking of which, man, okay, fuck it. I give the album a B minus. I think the same score Figgy did. Yeah, okay. I liked it. I think you can edit this to be a great album if you just take out like 10 tracks. I was about to yeah. say, do you think... <laughs> I was, I was about to say, now that it you mentioned that, long. He, yeah. do you think he added some throwaways in there to make it 24 tracks? I think so. It it seems like Because I know be he case. couldn't have had 24 tracks. Or I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he did, but looking at the whole Kobe tribute and all that stuff and then how weak the album got towards the end, like I wouldn't be surprised if he added a few I tracks. I think he did. Oh, yeah, just to 
to make it 24. The cheat code is to add as many songs as possible to your album to have them chart at the same time as much as possible. So I think that's why Chris Brown put 70 track albums out. I think that's why Dreamville added a whole album to their last album. The uncut like, version. Yeah. Which is a whole nother album. Yeah. So that's why people add more, as many tracks as possible to their streaming album because they're trying to cheat the system and get more streams that way. So. And, and if we real about it, this was a kind of a good excuse to do it. That's true. Yeah. You know, like this is a very, like, just like I was saying earlier about adding the 24 seconds to doing the 24, it costs you nothing. I mean, yeah. if anything, you know, yeah. there's, it's, it's, there's no downside to it. So mm-hmm. like, it's the easy excuse to do it. That's yeah. true. That's true. All right. We got to move on. We got a whole lot to talk about, man. Um, new, other new releases real quick. Did anybody hear this Meek Mill and Roddy Rich song, Letter to Nipsey? I know you did, I Jasmine. I did, but I actually watched the Grammys. Okay. So they performed this and also the next single that we're about to get into. Both of those were performed at the Grammy, so I saw them live before I went to actually listen to the track on, okay. you know, just be in my headphones. All right. Um, I did hear the little Nas X featuring Nas. Um, it's an old song. Mm-hmm. Nas just added a verse to it. I was shocked he was on that song. He really? Came out at the yeah. Grammys. Why? I don't, I you just, didn't think they would ever work together? No, I never thought it would be that song. I, I figured true. they would probably work together, but. I I did not see because uh Cardi B was on yeah, that song. Yeah, Cardi originally. B was on the song first. So Rodeo out of all the other songs, because he had some other dope songs on that EP or whatever. Mm-hmm. I just, the last song I thought he would have hopped on was uh Rodeo. I think um I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but at the Grammys, uh Nas Little Nas was doing like a whole. His whole performance was based on Old Town Road. So he did every single remix that he made of Old Town Road with that artist. And so I can imagine that maybe Rodeo was just chosen because he was going to perform at the Grammys and maybe, you know, Nas and Little Nas X. I don't know. But Rodeo, I assume it went into the Old Town Road theme. That's why he performed that song out of maybe some of his others. And that's maybe why Nas hopped on that one. Yeah. I mean, it's a good song. I like the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it is a odd fit for Nas, but who knows? This, did he kill it? Uh, did you like? Did you like the first? I mean, it was okay. It was okay. Mm-hmm. Jay would have did better, but I mean, that's ah. <laughs> look I at you being person. messy. <laughs> ah. The war is never over, man. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> um, so let's get into the Grammys, man. Um, now I actually took a listen back because, like, I didn't watch the Grammys, but we're gonna get Jasmine's take on the whole ceremony in a minute. Mm-hmm. But I did a listen of our podcast where we broke down the nominees. Uh, yeah. And we were mostly right with everything we predicted. Mm-hmm. But I got to pop my collar a little bit because I did call <laughs> okay. out the fact that Billie Ellis was going to sweep up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I knew she was getting pushed by the label. And I knew she was going to clean up at this Grammys. Oh, yeah. I, I, I'm still laughing because I remember listening and y'all calling her Billie Ellis. <laughs> yeah. Eilish. Well, yeah. How do you say it? It's I still say Eilish. It's Eilish, bro. Eilish? Yeah, yeah it's Billy okay. Eilish. <laughs> <laughs> but you said that in the last one, too. Or I the, did. Uh, okay, Eilish. Billy, I didn't know. It's Eilish. Billy, Billy Eilish. <laughs> I should okay. hit you up. Billy Eilish took down the big four. She took album of the year, song of the year, uh, something, something else of the year, everything of the year, basically. Something, something else. She took all the big New four. Orders. New uh, bet, best new, new artist song album and something else. Some record of the, of the year. Record of the year guy. too. Okay. Yeah. So she took the big four. She swept up. 
Um, other things we called, let me see. We all knew Nipsey was going to get a Grammy. Yes. That hire with DJ Khaled in him. Um, he also got one for the other song they had too, Racks in the Middle. middle he got one too. Um, rap a lot, uh, a lot by 21 Savage One. Best rap song. Jasmine, you called that and we all agreed. Um, best rap album. I think we all agreed that Tyler would take that mm-hmm. because Igor, even though it wasn't really a rap album, was in there. And we knew they were going to give him a, an award. And Tyler's speeches were amazing. Too, yeah. So everyone knows. So they were. Yeah. Um, Check best pop duo slash group performance. We all knew Old Town Road would take that. And best pop solo performance. Jasmine, you called that one. Lizzo yeah. won for Truth Hurts. So pretty, pretty predictable, honestly. And people got to give us our props too, because we be calling this shit. We ain't got yeah. no inside information on this yes. shit. Yeah. We're this just looking it and guessing. Yes, my, so. my go-to music podcast, man. That's why. That's why I come to y'all. <laughs> I come to y'all. I go to school. Yes, yes. Now we study the game, man. We study the game, and I know that. That's the thing. I don't judge based on what I honestly think should win. Yeah. I look at the like, Grammys yeah. and what they think. And what yeah. they believe in. Yeah. And when you think that like that, it's pretty easy to see who's going to win every year. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. I hate I hate when people look at the rap category and be like, oh, yeah, uh, Pusha T will win that one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, like, if you don't realize that the people with the best album don't actually win, I think, it's, like I said, it's more politics. So Pusha T, if he, he, he don't make sense winning. Like, it don't make sense for him to win best rap album if you got somebody in the bigger label in that same category too. If, if you got like a little Nas X with an album, yes, like or if Cardi B can or set Cardi the record, B can set the record at the rodeo, yeah, or even somebody, which Pusha T could have never done, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or somebody like a Drake. Drake is a big artist. Like I just don't see somebody like a Pusha T winning a rap album no, like that. Not. So, yeah, you got to kind of thing like that. But yeah. you do, like, see, we're all coming from it from that jaded perspective, though. Because you feel like it should. Yeah. Oh, you that's know? a different conversation. Yeah, it's a totally different conversation. The but... year he was nominated, I felt like that was the best album of the year to me. Yeah. But, you know, everybody don't feel like that. Everybody, you know, labels and stuff not looking at that album saying, yeah, because this, the Grammys is a promotional thing. Oh yeah, clearly. So whoever win or even people nominated, it's more of a promotional thing. So I don't see them saying, "Hey, Pusha T is the guy right here. Let's get him over somebody like a Drake or a Cardi B." Yeah. It's funny you said that because there was actually a good bit of controversy about the background politics of the Grammys this year <laughs> oh, yeah. of somebody high up in the chain, mm-hmm. who made some comments this week. But we're going to get into that. I'm, I'm thinking about it already, getting excited. <laughs> but we're going to get to that in a minute, man. But actually, Jasmine was the only one of us who actually watched the entire ceremony. Yeah. Yes. So what did you think about it yourself? Um. So I watched it for, obviously, you know, for some awards. But I watched it for four main performances. One, which was um, the Nipsey tribute, obviously. I watched it for Rosalia. And I watched it for, well, Tyler performed, and he did amazing. I've come a long way with my relationship with Tyler. Freshman year of school, when Yonkers was out, I was not a fan. I thought he was creepy. I didn't understand him. That song was hard. Interesting. interesting. I I still listen to that song. Yeah, because that's interesting, because I know most people are the opposite. Like, they mess with Yonkers, and they're kind of like, now they're like, I don't know what this motherfucker's on now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, but no, it grew, that song grew with me over time, but now, like, 
I used to think he was so weird, and now I'm I appreciate fucking walking paradox. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah, like I used to. Now I appreciate him a lot more. So in his performance, all all of his speeches were just they were good. They were truthful. That they were what people needed to hear. I'm I'm glad that they didn't they didn't beep him out like they did Drake in the past. Um, so it it was his performance was good. Um, I watched the oh Usher. I watched the Prince performance. I wasn't aware that Usher was doing it though. And, Wait, um, what? Yeah, Usher yeah. took care of the Prince performance, and it. I saw it, that on Twitter. It, yeah, it, it wasn't the best. Prince no, is probably rolling. No, I'm not really. I, I see. I haven't seen any see, of it. Prince is probably rolling in his grave. Yeah. You don't want nobody performing. He said that. Yeah. yeah, he said no. Yeah, he didn't want any tributes um, in his honor. But um, Usher did. He he did he did well, but it wasn't. They should have gotten Miguel. Like honestly, I think Miguel could have done a lot. He could have executed a lot better than Usher. And huh. Oh, real quick before you move on. See, that's the other part I feel like it's all a promotional thing. Yeah, because how, how long Prince been dead? What was it? Why? I was going to ask that, too, because mm-hmm. I thought that uh, did, like, Bruno Mars did a tribute for him at the Grammys. Was that another uh, award celebration? Or was it the Super was Bowl? Was that around I think Grammys? it might have been the Super Bowl. No, nah, Bruno Mars did a whole Prince performance. Oh, no, it was some Justin, Justin Timberlake. Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, Timberlake did the, uh, the hologram yeah, thing. Yeah, he did the hologram bullshit. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking about. I forget what, uh, what Bruno Mars did. it. I thought that was a Grammys, but I could be wrong. But anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, but anyway, um, like I said, I, it's Miguel is probably the closest thing that could do a Prince tribute to me mm-hmm. because he kind his style kind of emit Prince a little bit, his just voice a little bit. Yeah, pitch. he, he kind of yeah he was kind of giving off the Prince vibes at one point, but um, I I think it's a marketing thing because Usher he I think he dropping the album pretty soon, mm-hmm. so to get them to get. I guess everybody on Usher, they say, hey, do the Prince tribute. So I think that's part of it. I don't think they looking at who will be great for the Prince tribute. I think they looking for somebody who a singer who's, you know, dropping the album. Well, it's, I think it's all a label thing. Jasmine, it was just a performance. Was it like an award that Prince got to? It was, post- um, I don't know. I don't want to tell y'all wrong. I think it may have been an icon award. Okay, like okay. That. I'm not sure. Because that would have been my question. Like, why are we? I mean, and I love. I mean, if it's that, then that's Prince, probably but, why he's doing a tribute. Okay. Yeah, it was All something right. like I, I'm All not right. too sure, but it it wasn't the best. Like, it could have been executed a lot better. Like with Miguel or Janelle or somebody, somebody more of Prince's caliber. Mm-hmm. Um, but so that was cool. The Nipsey tribute. It was nice. Um. They honor Kobe Bryant during the tribute as well, obviously. Um, but it was really good. That's when I heard um, the what, what letter to Nipsey. They performed that um, coming out. And Meek started it off, and he performed it. I knew I I want to say they maybe like um, previewed that song in advance because I feel like I'd heard um, I feel like I'd heard Meek Mill's verse before. Other than that, other than the Grammys performance and this, you know, now obviously, but. And then Lil Nas, he did really well as well. Um, he came out, he did a re, like, kind of like I said earlier, he did a remix of all his performances. Um, you know, Billy Ray, he performed with him as well. Um, Nas came out at the end and he dropped that, um, free, not the freestyle, I guess just that verse. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first time that I heard that song and it was pretty good. Like, um, I haven't gone back to that. I did listen to the Meek Mill and Rowdy Ridge song after the fact, like, 
you know, via Apple Music, but I didn't listen to the rodeo, so I wonder how equal is it as equally as exciting as it was to watch it live, like to see Nas come out. Um, you know, Pastor Troy was disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, um, I get to that too. <laughs> yeah, we'll oh, get to that yeah. in a minute. Um, Rosalia, I'm I love, I'm obsessed with her. I'm I'm gonna keep advocating for her. If y'all are interested in any type of um, trap, Latin music, and flamingo music, she was she did a ama- amazing. She's a great performer. Um, she got like got a got a few awards that night. And other than that, I kind of I zoned out after the um, Nifty tribute. I mean, after her performance, okay. I didn't watch too much more. And Lizzo, I mean, I saw Lizzo get an award, but you know. Okay. Shout out to her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I really have nothing else to say about the actual. From what I saw, it looked like a pretty by the numbers Grammy award. Oh yeah, it pretty much was. Billie pro- Eilish's performance was really good too. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I I'm a fan of hers though, but okay, she, well, she, she sound always sounds just like her her track. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like a pretty, like, I wasn't upset that I missed it, but it didn't look like it was trash. Like, I'm sure if I watched it, it would have been fine. But yeah. um, I didn't see a lot of complaints about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't see. Yeah, usually with the tributes and stuff like besides that. Besides the Usher Prince thing, mm-hmm. yeah. I didn't see a lot of complaints about it. So it looked like it was a fine enough Grammy award ceremony. Yeah. All in all. Mm. Um. So there's a few things that happened around this time and after that we got to get into. But let's get into the uh, conspiracy first. Uh-oh. So, a few days before the Grammy Awards, um, a woman was fired. She was the CEO of the Recording Academy, I believe. The, yes, the Recording Academy CEO. She was fired after a few days that she was named this position. And she came out and filed a complaint with the Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. She said she was sexually harassed. And she said that the entire organization was kind of like a boys club that just favored their friends. Now, lost in all this, she basically admitted that the entire system of the Grammy nominations and winners were rigged based off of personal relationships and business relationships. <gasps> really? Shocking. We knew this Shocking. already. Shocking. Dun, dun. If I had a soundboard, I'd hit the dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Can't believe it. Um, she said the system should be transparent and there are incidents of conflicts of interest that taint the results. And she went on to say there is a, there is a secret committee that decides who gets Grammy nominations and it contains people with business and personal relationships that the, with the artists and they push their favorites ahead. Um, they select 20 potential nominees and they whittle it down to five. But at one point, apparently last year, an artist that was ranked 18th out of the 20 got a nomination. And that person was actually somehow on the committee itself. Wait, what? <laughs> the artist that, was on the committee. Oh, wow. Yes. And had a, uh, and was represented with, by somebody on the Recording Academy board. So basically, like we already said, we knew oh. this, but. It's very interesting to have somebody actually come out and flat say it. Yeah. An insider. Um, yes. Somebody who is at the top of the, it's not like this is like a uh, janitor who overheard some stuff and is just, you know, complaining. This was somebody at the top of the food chain. And we got to definitely take, like, this is an admission of, you know, the fact that this is all politics. Yeah. I mean, they, you know? there's an investigation, right? Did that, 
article not say that somebody's going to investigate? I mean, I and I don't know what an investigation is. Yeah, I know. What, what can you really what do? What would it even yeah. look like? Ain't nobody yeah. going to jail. Exactly. Right, right. It, it would be like. Some type of money or something yeah. like that. Well, ain't nobody going to jail. Right. Yeah, I don't know what you can actually do about this because, I mean, the artists know this too. Yeah. I think only the most ignorant people who just really think that this is a uh, – uh, uh, people on talent alone uh, win these awards. Yeah. You know, I think only they believe that because we we knew black people, especially when Beck beat Beyonce, we knew what time it was, man. Right? Okay, we we knew what time it was. <laughs> Anybody who didn't know then knew after that. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it's it's very interesting to me that somebody actually came out and said it, but it's not really surprising because we knew yeah. this. I kind of don't know how to feel about this lady because she want to be the whistleblower now that she got uh, fired or yeah. quit, something like that. You know, I appreciate the word, but, like, nobody said nothing. She didn't say shit. So she pretty much might fire at this point. Yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> she get fired and all that stuff. Now she want to talk about how it's rigged and how yeah. they do this and they need to change this and all that stuff. It's like, you know, where were you at before? Well, but, to her point, maybe she was fired because she didn't want to play ball. You know, it's not like she was there for years and years. She had just got there, and then she immediately got fired, basically. I think they knew that she wasn't going to play ball the way they had been, and they were like, okay, you're not going to work in this position. We got to get you out of here. So, I don't know. Yeah. But both things can be true, though. Like, she can be whack for not saying something earlier, yeah. but also have a point, you know, it, it like like with Mike Fires. Mike Fires is whack, but Mike Fires was also pretty much correct. Yeah, he wasn't you know. wrong. I, you, right, it's hard to say this guy was wrong for what he did, but the way he went about it, he still got that ring. He wasn't mm-hmm. saying shit then. Uh, you no, know, I, I think he was wrong. I mean, I know we won't get into tangent. Yeah, yeah, but I think he was he was wrong for what he did because, like, for me, like with when it comes to snitching, it's one thing if you get hemmed up and snitch. Because you you making decisions like self-preservation, mm-hmm. you know. I'm not advocating snitching, but I understand <laughs> certain situations where somebody might snitch. This motherfucker just volunteered yes, the information. Out of nowhere. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't understand that at all. And, like, that that is why I can't respect that at yeah. all. We, and, you know, like, this wasn't some huge, like, this has been way, blown way out of proportion. Like, they were cheating. It, it was against the rules, whatever. But this wasn't, like, some super-duper uh, moral uh shortcoming here. Like it was just some, you know, some bullshit, yeah. little cheating, you know, on a game. Yeah, you know, and then you just volunteered your boys. Like that's yeah, that's why we talked about this last week. But I was telling Ryan how I felt like maybe he wasn't well liked with the Astros players. I felt like maybe people ain't really fuck with him like that. And well, clearly, once he and mm-hmm. once he left the team, then that's when he became the whistleblower. Yeah. Saying fuck them. I you know, I'm competing against them. Let me rat them out type of thing. Because if they was all cool, he wouldn't have said nothing. Oh no. If me if everybody in this room is cool with me and I leave, I'm not about to snitch and tell what y'all be doing outside of the hours, y'all work. But if y'all didn't like me and you know, for whatever reason, and I end up leaving going to another job. Like, I got no problem with be like, man, F them, they doing this over there, and I got to compete with this? They rigging the numbers for their podcast? Like, 
So I felt like they probably didn't really fuck with him like that. Yeah. So that's why, because there's no way you could go volunteer that easy. That's true. <laughs> and say, hey, let me, you know, and those be your boys like a year or two ago. And y'all want to uh, reign together. So I just, it's just hard to see somebody telling on their friends like that without being pressured. Yeah. So maybe they didn't like. Yeah, yeah probably but, not. But yeah, she could be like that though. Like somebody who had an ax to grind, you know, do you trust the source uh, motivations versus the information? So she could have ill motivation. You know, we don't know what her motivation is. She she could she could be on the right side of this, and we don't know. No, I, I, think she, I don't know. I don't know who this is. You think Until she the story is came out. Right I think she one hundred percent. It sounds okay. like it. I don't know her. No, I'm saying it sounds like. No, it. No, is she on the right side as far as you know? When she got in, she seen what was going on and didn't want no parts. I don't. Or we don't know. Is she just being a whistleblower because she got fired or pissed off? It I the it doesn't really matter. That's what I'm honestly. Saying. So yeah. I understand your point, Brandon, because I, I I don't think she's lying. Right now, her motivation for coming out the information you can say it's suspect. You can say she's just bitter. Fair enough, but she's still a right to my knowledge because she came with things that only an insider would know about certain things. I'm sure she has receipts too. Yeah. So. Yeah. I'm just, I think we have to, I know some people might write it off as somebody who's just bitter and scorned, but I think everybody already knew what the deal was, especially people in the music industry. They knew what this was. They knew this was not a honorable ceremony that's only going to the most deserving artist. You know, if that was the case, then indie people would win every year. You know, not the biggest artist on the planet. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny, like, we presented it as a conspiracy theory, like, here on the podcast, but it's a conspiracy a conspiracy theory when we talk shit about it or yep. when artists talk shit about Good it. Good point. This is kind of like a source. Yeah. Uh, speaking out, you yeah. know. Um, it, you know, it's kind of, it's a little different than just conspiracy. Like, she could be lying, you know, but we don't think so. It, it, it seems consistent with what we believe. You know, you could say it's a self-fulfilling prophecy, but it it, it sound. I mean, like I said, it's not it's not just us over here bullshitting. It's somebody who know. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad that it did come out that it's true because we all been thinking it anyway. Mm-hmm. But I still don't know how to feel about it because it's like, what's going to happen? I don't not, think oh, it's not gonna, a damn thing. Yeah, I don't think it's going to get better. I think it. We talked about this a bunch of times. It start with the artist. These artists, these bit time artists, I'm talking about Jay Z, Puffy, everybody who's nominated, or um, every rapper or whoever who feel like it's unfair, they need to stop going to that shit. Yeah, they need to take a stance. I'm not talking about one person, a Drake that don't show up or somebody like that. I think they all need to actually boycott the Grammys and stop going for a year, for that year. And make it affect the pockets. That way they can actually control the narrative and say, hey, we need to get some of our, our, um, some real people in here who's not tied to a certain artist and want them to win. Or, you know, I don't know how it go, but I think the art, it start with the artists. They need to take a stand if they feel like it's truly unfair and it's not right. Well, that is actually a great segue because somebody actually did just that. After this past uh, Grammy Award celebration. I'm good with the segways. Uh, oh, yeah. Puffy, Puffy, Sean Puffy Combs, also known as Diddy. Um, he changed his middle name to Love, apparently. I thought it was, I thought it <laughs> Sean was Sean Love name. Combs. Yeah. I don't know. But um, Mr. Love himself 
He won the Icon Award at the Grammys. This was like a before ceremony thing because it wasn't on TV, but it was like a small room with a bunch of artists. Beyonce was there. Billie Eilish, I think, might have been there. Um, what's her name? Haley Williams was there, too. A bunch of artists were there. And uh, Diddy won a Icon Award, and he made comments. Basically, he was happy that he won it, but at the same time, he made mention of the fact that the Grammys have never really respected hip-hop and they haven't respected the culture and people got snubbed time and time again. He brought up the fact that uh, Michael Jackson only won seven Grammys for Thriller because he didn't even get nominated for Off the Wall or didn't win any for Off the Wall. Um, A lot of great artists and albums did not win Grammys even though they should have and he made mention of that and he basically gave them a time frame a deadline saying you got a whole year to make this right he wants more diversity. He wants better representation. And he's saying he's not saying he would boycott, but it sounded like he was implying that there would be some kind of action taken on the part of the artists if they kept feeling disrespected and you did not see enough diversity in this. Now, people are calling out hypocrisy because Diddy is saying this, someone who famously has jerked around his own artists, which we'll talk about Shut in a them. minute, yeah. one in particular. But what did you guys think about this speech coming from somebody like Diddy himself? Um, initially, before seeing the um, the rebuttal from his his artist, um, I I thought it was a good speech. I um, understood and appreciated where he was coming from. Um, I did not take into the consideration of the accusations that have been placed against him before, as far as him stealing, being a bird man in this situation. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, initially when hearing the speech, I thought it was well-written. It was well-delivered. It was Diddy. And I, you know, appreciate that, appreciated that he was receiving the Icon Award, but now, you know, made me, made me think <laughs> a little bit um, to hear someone else's side. He was the original bird man. Oh, definitely, definitely. Was he worse than Birdman? We'll get to that in a second, yeah, man. But what did yeah. you think about the speech itself, man? I thought it was a cool speech. I think I think we need more people on his level to do stuff like that. I think I think it will help a lot if people like Jay-Z, people like Diddy, people on that stature to go out there and speak out on it. But, um, yeah, as far as the speech, I, I, I thought that was good okay brandon yeah and I, you know i've heard about diddy being hell you know in the past I, I didn't know as much particularly about the situation that came up but for me it seemed like maybe it's just some grandstanding a little bit uh playing a little bit to the room i agree with what figgy's saying uh like on principle but when you think about it in all the context that you know i guess that we're discussing here now yeah it's you know, you wonder if it's empty calories. Um, I don't know. It's, there's reason to be skeptical, even though, even though there is a, you know, like what he said was good. Like, did he, did he got away? You know, he know how to speak. He know how to work a room. That's how he got here. I mean, he, he was basically just being Diddy. That's what the speech was. Right, man. Yeah. I mean, it was right up Diddy's alley. Um, even though when I was, you know, I wasn't even thinking of it in the context of, you know, we know that, in a lot of ways, Diddy ain't shit, and I, you know, just didn't even think about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just so past it now, mm-hmm. um, and like with the May stuff, I totally missed. But somehow, but you know, I, I don't know. It's just for me, um, could be could be a little grandstanding, maybe. 
I, I agree. Um, now, the speech itself, I was happy that he said that while he won an award because I don't like it when people are just mad. Like, Nicki Minaj goes off on the Grammys every year because she hasn't won one. But I wonder if she would keep the same energy if she won, like, five. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's, you know? she's a whiny individual. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I just always wonder. That's why I respect Drake. You know, I respect the fact that Drake went up there and said, this award don't really mean shit. Yep. You know, and that's there was a recently resurfaced uh, uh, video of Jay getting a Grammy. And he basically said the same thing, but then he kind of tapered off and said, well, you know, it's important for us to always, you know, support and I appreciate. Like he was kind of, kind of drawn back on it. So he didn't go full Diddy. Yeah. Diddy, Diddy went full out scorched it's earth. Like a threat. Co- uh, threatened them basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I respected that. I respected the fact that he won something, went up there and said, y'all ain't shit for what y'all have done for hip hop. Yeah. Now the messenger. Um, probably wasn't the best considering his past and one of his biggest artists of the, uh, bad boy era of the late nineties came out and made a statement on Instagram. This is kind of long, but I'll try to read most of it just because, uh, it's pretty, 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 uh, uh, comprehensive. So Mace came through on Instagram. He said, Diddy, I heard your Grammy speech about how you are now for the artist." and about how the artist must take back control. So I will be the first to take that initiative. Also, before we ask of other ethnicities to do us right, we should do us as black people better, especially the creators. I heard you loud and clear when you said that you are now for the artist, and to see that, my response is, if you want to see change, you can start by making a change with yourself. Your past business practices knowingly has continued to purposely starve your artists and been extremely unfair to the very same artist that helped you obtain that icon award on the iconic bad boy label. For example, you still got my publishing from 24 years ago in which you gave me $20,000, which makes me never want to work with you as any artist wouldn't after you know someone is robbing you and tarnishing your name when you don't want to comply with his horrendous business model. However, people would always ask what's up with Mace. So I'll be forced to perform while not, well, to not look crazy, while I was still getting peanuts and the robbery would continue. So many great moments in people's lives and music were lost. But again, I rode with you in the face of death, okay, without flinching, and you still wouldn't do right. I never said anything because I wanted to wait until I was financially great so I ensured this was coming from a pure place and not out of spite. To add insult, you keep screaming black excellence and love, but I love isn't free. So I offered you $2 million in cash just a few days ago to sell me back my publishing as his biggest artist alive that you show you respect for giving me an opportunity at 19 years old. Your response was, if I can match what the European guy offered him, that would be the only way I can get it back or else I can wait until I'm 50 years old when it will revert back to me from when I was 19 years old. You bought it for about 20K, and I offered you $22 million in cash. This is not black excellence at all. When our own race is enslaving us, if it's about owning, it can't be about us owning each other. No more hiding behind love, quote unquote. You change, give the artists back their money so they can take care of their families. 
So he said a lot. Yes. And there's some emotion there. That's a, that's real raw emotion, boy. Yes. Like yeah. you, Several all caps. Man, yeah. you feel that's that. That's probably the realest <laughs> thing I heard them say, man. Man, yeah. you feel that. Yeah. God. I mean, and, and this is why, you know, people, I wonder if the, because this ties into how I feel about the brunch, that shit. Like, I know we joke about we want to be invited there. And, yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm about to say <laughs> But really, I kind of feel like it's just a way for a bunch of rich black people to jerk each other off and just be like, and just, you know, a very self-congratulatory, hey, you know, we made it. But did y'all see Leonard Fournette in the background, not to get off on a tangent? He's like, Leonard Fournette was because like, I think he's Rock Nation. It's like, something does not, somebody does not belong here. He, I, he rich and black. I mean, he rich so. and black, but it's like. He's still on that rookie deal, right? Yeah, it's like, man, I, man, I would love to be Leonard Fournette right now. Amongst these billionaires. What? Anyway. I don't know, man. It's just, I feel like Diddy will invoke the, um, you know, black victim when it's something that involves him. But how many causes does he step out for that involve us, like regular-ass people? You know, I don't see him. You know, he might make an IG video saying we got to spread the love, but what does he actually do in terms of action for regular black folk besides whining whenever, you know, hip-hop? And honestly, who gives a shit about the hip-hop at the Grammys? Honestly. Like, how how long are we going to keep begging for validation from a – Academy clearly doesn't give a shit about hip hop. Yeah. You know, so why is this so important for him? And why is this the thing, the leg, the thing he's going to die on the Grammys? Why not make his own, like y'all billionaires, right? Make your own shit, make your own award ceremony where you got revolt TV. Exactly. Like you have your own platform. <laughs> Do something with that. Maybe that's, that's what point. the threat is. Like maybe that's the y'all, mm-hmm. gonna, y'all got a year to get this together. We're going to see how it goes next year. And then if not, we're coming for y'all on revolt TV. But like that, how do we know? That still comes from a position of we, you better do what we want. Instead of us doing what we want for best for us anyway. Which I, I agree. You know, like, please acknowledge us. Or what's best for the artist or be fair, some type of shit. Exactly. So it's just, it, it kind of, after reading this, it kind of fell on deaf ears for me, man. Because I Wait, realized. What, base or, uh, what, what, what did he say? Okay, yeah. Because I liked it at first, but then when I read this, I'm like, eh, yeah. you got a point. When I yeah. first heard it, I, I liked it, but. We in a day and age where are you saying that just to you know just to get a little light, or do you really mean that shit? That's what I'm saying. Because some yeah. people like anybody could get on IG or get on the mic now and say, "Oh yeah, Black Lives Matter." Mm-hmm. I I feel like a lot of white people do it just to get them brownie points too. Yep. But I I kind of like Diddy was never the type of person that do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Jay Z he would throw a little shade a little bit. And we'll catch on be like, oh, yeah, he shaded it. But um, he was never the type of person to sit there and say, hey, this is not fair. We need to do this. Or he wasn't a take action type of person. So when I heard it, like I said earlier, I said it was a good speech. But do he really mean that? Or he just saying that just to get a little light? Because yeah. a lot of people been reposting and say, yeah, yeah, yeah. But. If he, like I said, if he won something or one of his artists won something, he probably wouldn't be saying nothing. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like publicly, Jay has become much more of a politician, whereas as Diddy, 
might be a little bit more inflammatory mm-hmm. just in his yeah. in his persona like just the, the way, business guy yeah the way they carry it and we all know just Diddy to be ruthless over time you know but that's why I say it sounds like it could be a little bit of grandstanding you know yeah. e- even though what he said we obviously all agree with him with support in theory or in principle it's like okay kind of back to your point like what are you really doing Jasmine makes a good point though like can is there a way for is there a way for like the hip hop community to hold him accountable and be like, hey man, okay, so you can you put your money where your mouth is, so to speak? Um, so I mean, it, there could be something to that. I just saw a tweet though that actually is, I think, uh, applies to uh, Mace's point. It, it it says black billionaires get their money the same way all billionaires do. exploitation that's true so so like um i mean we can criticize diddy as much as we want for you know for his ways and everything all the shadiness um but i've heard a few people say that there's not a lot of honorable ways to 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 make a billion dollars you know uh even though i like i i hate to believe that because i like to think maybe i could make a billion dollars one day and not lose my integrity but i mean you know look around it's it's hard to get that far without uh you know cutting some corners or um you know hurt, at, hurting some people in the process. Look at Diddy's resume. Look at yeah. all the artists he had, yeah. and you know what happened to him. None of those artists went to another label and been successful, or either even even got out a bad boy. They they were stuck and they never did anything else. So that I mean that kind of show you what type of business person. That he is. But, and that also goes to, like, I'm not saying that Jay-Z has no skeletons in the closet. I'm sure he's done some shady stuff. You know, the NFL deal, for all intents and purposes, is a failure to me. But also, you see him at least visibly trying to help out artists, um, his own and people who are not even signed to him. Lil Wayne was on the Drink Champs, and he spoke of this as well. He said, Jay-Z reached out to me when I was going through trouble with baby and I didn't have my own, I was getting any, any money. I wasn't basically didn't own any of my music. Jay-Z reached out and said, how can I help you get out of this? He did the same thing for Meek Mill. When he was locked up, he did the same shit for 21 Savage. We see him try to help artists, even when he has nothing to gain from it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Diddy will do, will tell you everything. He'll make it sound good. But once you sign that bad boy contract, you in it for life. The locks, you know, famously had a whole inner, a whole boycott. Yeah, they was, they uh, they had signs and everything. There's a video of them appearing on Hot 97. Diddy calls in and they're saying, "You basically stole money from us and you won't give us back our publishing." Same thing with Mace. Same. So many artists on, on Bad Boy just disappeared. We never heard from them again. Mm-hmm. And the ones who were actually public have nothing but bad things to say about Diddy, really. So. I think I don't think you have to be a Diddy to be a billionaire because Jay-Z showed you you can at least have good intentions and be to that level. I think Diddy's just kind of an asshole, honestly. Yeah, maybe to, maybe, maybe to another level of beyond what whatever the ruthlessness it takes to become a billionaire. He might just be have some extra. He, he the definition yeah. of, a, um, I guess, a, a, a billionaire like that. Like, yeah. I don't want to compare him to this person, but... Maybe he could be, maybe he's similar to Trump. Ooh. Like, not President Trump. 
but just the billionaire guy who just got all this money and just doing whatever. And that's what I was like. I wasn't trying to say that they're all created equal, mm-hmm. you know, but it just it it takes, you know, it it takes some things sometimes, you know, to to get there. I feel like you know there is it, some qualities we, that are the same. Yeah, it's funny like now that. that you mention that. It's we never really see Diddy out and about saying, "Hey, let me help this person." Mm-hmm. Let me. It's more about business. It's and you can't really knock it because you don't have to do shit. <laughs> but it's always about business. It's it's never like a oh let me look out for you. It's either partying for New Year's or he having this big old dinner or something like yes. that. Or just straight up business, you know, like you signed to me and that's it. You never really get that with Jay Z. You never hear nobody trying to get out got out of a Jay Z contract or Yeah. I don't even know if somebody even signed to a real Jay Z contract where they where it's similar to being signed to Bad Boy and Diddy. But Jay Z do so much. Yeah. Where it's like, damn, he did that. He ain't even have to do that. Like he had nothing to do with twenty one Savage. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. There's To me, there's no type of connection there. And he helped this guy with his situation. Yep. Yeah. Like, that's a good point, Rock. Like, who has it ended well for with, uh, under, under, yeah, boy, did, nobody, under Diddy's man. guidance? Yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, Usher? Usher wasn't bad boy, though. He was no, Le- he wasn't. LA he was LaFace. Yeah. No, but, like, he didn't he, uh, I'm trying to think. Like, he wasn't signed, but I, I feel like maybe. He might have took him under the wing early on or something. No, but, they were they were close friends, right? I, 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 right. I don't know, but on, on, on the label, that's what, but yeah. definitely not. But I'm saying like yeah. anybody who's as, as well. As far as that bad boy roster, None like look through that roster, like a lot of them people was probably not doing anything. Now. Was Mary Shit. J on Bad Boy? No, she no. was. Nah. No. She was Def, under. Def she was one of Diddy's I'm artists. Say she's Def Jam, I think. Maybe. She because Diddy was the CEO or something. He was under up. Was it Uptown Records? It was something early on. The place he got fired from, I think, Mm -hmm. because Mary J was just, I want to say his first artist or something Mm -hmm. like that. And, um, I guess that previous label before Bad Boy, he got fired from. Yeah. So, uh, I guess technically that wasn't his artist. Technically, yeah. But but... I'm uh, talking about like signed to Bad Boy. People who was, you know, signed a contract to Bad Boy. Has not ended well. Yeah. Craig Mack did. Black Rob admitted to a murder he never got caught for and is in prison. So that's like, right. I forgot he was stuff. in prison. That's right. Yeah. That is true. So Loom, remember Loom? Loom? Yeah, Loom. he didn't yeah. went nuts. He had the like, two, he had the two year stretch or whatever yeah, it was. Like, Carl Thomas, like so many other is R and B artists. That's yeah. right. At, so yeah. many people. To- yeah, look at the group Total One Twelve. One Twelve. Yep. Disappeared. Okay. We don't know where they are, man. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about Carl Thomas. Yeah. Carl Thomas was legendary, man. You have to be a, a scumbag to fuck up Carl Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> why, why is he disappeared now, man? Where the fuck is Carl Thomas? Yeah, no. Man. So, Stuck yeah. under that contract. And then, and then look at somebody like Mace. Like, remember, we, we talked about it a little earlier how, um, he was trying, uh, Mace ran up on him at, uh, radio station in New York trying yep. to, selling Diddy, get me out my deal. Update. Carl Thomas made a song. Um, it looks like, Bad boy ENT dropped it on June twenty oh, eighth. Wow. See, of still on the last bad boy. Year. <laughs> wow, see, this oh, last that year. Song. That's so unfortunate. Called summer rain. And see, this the fucked up shit about it. It probably won't do numbers like it should, or I don't know. I ain't hear the song, but if that song started doing numbers, Diddy gonna come out of nowhere like, oh, hey, of course, yeah, 
Take that, take that, take the video. Yeah. But just for that simple fact, Diddy don't give a shit. He, he don't give a shit. He really doesn't, man. That's right. that's the definition of keeping the artist shelf. Yep. And that's that's that was always my worst nightmare as an artist. Signing a deal and don't nobody do nothing with you. Where to the point like you can't do shit. You signed your life away. Yep. And uh, a lot of artists is fortunate to get out of their deals because a lot of people had bad deals. A lot Interscope was one of those um, labels too that gave you a bad deal and wouldn't let you out. So, uh, yes, yeah, I don't know. I hate to talk bad on Diddy like that, but yeah. I mean, it's it, there. It is, we man. looking at it. Yeah, Suge Knight was right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want your Label head dancing all up in the, the video, videos. all up in the videos, dancing. Come to death row. What's funny is a lot, uh, that's not to just pick on Diddy, but a lot of labels was like that. Yeah. Like you mentioned death row. Suge wasn't letting you out of no deal. True. But at least yeah. he wasn't you know Diddy I mean? bopping in the background while you, <laughs> <laughs> you're Diddy. I, I, wow. think, I think Diddy just did it so well where, yeah. you know, he's a billionaire now. So I, I think when y'all start y'all's uh, Gems and Juice podcast merch, when once y'all finally get that going, mm-hmm. I think Suge Knight was right is a good T-shirt. Suge Knight was right. I'm telling you, that's a good, man. That's a good Gems and Juice spot, uh, podcast mer- piece of merch for sure. I like. Sure. I would wear that T-shirt. Brand, brand gonna take okay. a cut now too. He's like, remember who? Nah, man, I'm, just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna rip it for y'all. I'm gonna rip it for y'all. Hell do yeah, us a favor and sign this contract. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll let y'all. Let never it. do another podcast nowhere else. I will allow y'all, will allow y'all to exploit me. I'm a, I'm a fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, the Rock Nation brunch happened, but we ain't got to get into that because we already kind of covered Diddy and all this goofy shit. So um, other things that happened this week, we'll kind of speed run the rest of the topics. Um, so speaking of people getting jerked out of their deal, getting jerked out of money and being lied to by people who thought you was your friend, um, Khalees, uh, recently had a story with a, uh, the publication, The Guardian. Um, now I actually read the whole thing. It's actually a pretty good piece, man. It's a good profile piece on what she's been doing lately. She lives on a farm in LA or yeah. in California now. Yeah. And that was uh, the biggest surprise. Yeah. Man. I, I, I did not picture her farming. She completely moved out yeah. the city. She yeah. said she don't trust farm. the, um, the food and all that stuff. So she, Growing their own shit. Yeah. Good she, for her. She she moved out of LA because she said it was a fake ass city. So good for her. <laughs> um but she also mentioned, and it's because of the it's the twenty year anniversary of her debut album, Kaleidoscope, of course, produced by uh Chad Hugo and Pharrell Williams, aka the Neptunes. Mm-hmm. Classic album, man. I enjoyed it a lot and I listened to it a little bit of it again today. And she, the Neptunes were on fire back then, man. Everything they touched turned to gold. Um, so she speaks about the 20th anniversary and she doesn't really have a whole lot of positive things to say about it, even though she's going on tour to promote it and she's performing the songs. She says she doesn't really think, you know, fondly of those days anymore, mainly because of the it's similar reasons why Mace is mad. I think the publishing and songwriting uh, cut was not what she believed it was going to be when she made that album. She mm. mentioned that she met uh, the Neptunes when she was 19 years old, and apparently she was told they were going to split the whole thing 33-33-33, you know, revenue-wise, and they didn't do that. She said she was blatantly lied to and tricked by the Neptunes and their management and lawyers and all that stuff. 
As a result, she didn't make anything from the sales of her first two albums that the Neptunes produced. But she didn't notice it for a few years because she was making money off of touring. She didn't really realize that she was supposed to be making money off the album, too. And she said she wasn't angry about it, but she would never work with Pharrell again because of it. And she admits she didn't. Basically, their argument was when she pressed them about it, um, Pharrell's argument was, well, you signed the contract. And, yeah, she just didn't double-check it. So, I mean, these were her friends. And people have had hot takes about this. People have called out Pharrell. Pharrell has not commented on it. Chad has not commented either. But uh, very, very interesting piece. I recommend if you like Khalees or wonder what she's up to, read it. It's pretty short, but it's pretty informative, man. Pretty good piece. Um, So what do y'all think? Has y'all's opinion of Pharrell and the Neptunes changed after hearing this information about how they apparently, supposedly, allegedly did Khalees? not at this moment because this is the only time that I've heard any accusations towards Pharrell mm. and the Neptunes in my in my knowledge at least so I not to say that she's wrong or that she's lying but I I think this is the first time I've heard anything of that you know of that caliber with these these guys mm. so, so you're calling a woman a liar I am not what happened to believe women Jasmine I huh? do but I, I'm not saying she's wrong you're with I a just, toxic man I just don't know. I've never heard of this. Okay. But then again, maybe I'm not too familiar with artists that are signed to them. I know that Fair artists enough. that just work with them more so than anything. All right. And they, and they haven't commented, to be fair, right? Like, yeah. So, I mean, just out of basic fairness, you want to hear their side of the story. But it, it does sound like a reasonable and common type of thing to happen to kind of get over on somebody who doesn't read their contract. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't be the first ones for this to happen to. Yep. Um, and it's 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 a trap that a lot of young artists fall into. You know, it's why you, I mean, you got to either learn how to read contracts yourself or you got to have people that you really trust. And that's where you're vulnerable because I'm pretty sure she felt like she trusted them. I'm not saying, I don't know what happened. You know, I'm not there. But if this did happen, I'm sure it's because, you know, she's young and she's trusting. She doesn't know how contracts work, um, fine print and all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, it could happen. I mean, but like, has it changed my opinion of them? I mean, I mean, they're still uh, some of the greatest producers of all that. I mean, it's not going to change that fact. They're still the Neptunes. So, I mean, we can't, they, they could, they could do worse things than this and still be the Neptunes. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it, that's not going to change. Um, that Kalish record is still what it is. You know, um, Pharrell still wrote Rump Shaker. <laughs> you know, so I mean, what are you gonna do? But I mean, it sounds like a, you know, like a thing that could happen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of agree too. Um, I think the key that kind of stuck out to me is she said, um, their lawyers and them, uh, said we was gonna get, like, no, I know she was young and all that, but as an artist, you gotta make sure you have some lawyers. Yeah. Like you can't trust a label's uh, lawyer. Right. They all in it too. They, you know, like not saying every label trying to get over on you, but to to make sure you get your cut, you need to, you know, she don't need she she should be reading the contract or whatever she signed, but she need to have like a a real lawyer. Yeah, because it seemed like her side. it seemed like you could maybe even sue a lawyer or, or try to get 
you know, maybe try to go after a lawyer if they, you know, are incompetent or mess you over. Whereas, like, if we just boys and partners and, you you know, we go off each other's word and it's not, I mean, I don't know what the logistics was, but you know what I mean? That's See, that's something I feel like Wu-Tang went through. Yeah. Them being boys and RZA, you know, got them under contract or whatever and not letting them go or taking this much and they only getting that much. But uh, with the Khalees thing, I think it's super, it's it's unfortunate. I mean, it sucked that she ain't getting nothing for her first two albums. But that could have been anything. She could have had a job and signed a contract. And um, they took too much money out and she don't get this much. Like, that's kind of the same thing. You got to make sure you look at what you're reading and be clear before you sign something like that. Now, I know a record deal is, uh record contract is way more difficult than that. And, you know, when you're in that moment, you probably feel that drilling them, um, you know, going. And you, you know, you want to, you know, sign, get this advance, shoot these, all this stuff. So she probably just signing away mm-hmm. and just going off of what so-and-so said. Mm-hmm. But as an artist, you got to have your own lawyer. Like, I don't care who it is. You need to have somebody that got your back to, in case you miss something. They could be like, wait a minute. No, this say you getting 70% and this artist not, won't make anything off of this album. What's up? So I think, uh, you know, she was young, you know, everybody learned from the mistakes, but this is not even common. I mean, this is super common. A lot of people got jerked around like this too. Yeah. So I wasn't surprised at the story. Um, maybe, I was a little surprised that Pharrell, like, damn, he, you know, he got got over on somebody too. Yeah. But it's it's super common. Probably every, everybody in the nineties got uh got jerked around like this. So uh, that part not surprising. But uh, to me, I think the whole I was young, I didn't know what I was signing excuse. I think that's kind of old now. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, you know, it sucked that labels you know get over on young people like that prey on young people but like i think we we gotta be smarter than this now like we got the we could do our own shit Mm -hmm. necessarily uh people don't have to sign to anything they can do shit on their own but uh in the future i guess people artists need to be more smarter by you know getting a lawyer like pay that money and look over this contract because it's better to have all your shit um, then to realize once, you know, you're not hot anymore that you realize you don't even own shit right. and you can't do nothing with it. Definitely now with all these cautionary tales. Oh, right. Yeah. Cause like when that was, did, I mean, what, did she know about the TLC story or, you know, whatever happened with, uh, you, I don't know. Yeah, did she know she, about stories? Yeah. She probably, at that, at that time, she probably didn't because if her album came out 20 years ago, first album, yeah. that was 99. Yeah. So that was, uh. But I mean, but did we know about them getting exploited at that time? Um, I, much, I'm sure. I feel like that kind of came out later after the fact. Yeah, I'm sure the music business probably. Yeah, knew, probably so. Probably but so. I don't, like, ain't no telling where she was at. She could have been from the hood. Yeah. And, you know, seen Pharrell or came up with Pharrell and was like, hey, I'm yeah. about to sign under Neptune. Yeah. She's just another cautionary tale. That's yeah, true. It, yeah. It's, it's, like I said, it suck. But uh, I think her mistake was not having somebody to have her back. 
Yeah. Well, if she trusts them, then, you know, yeah. it's hard to say, oh, you should have did this and you trust that person. I basically agree with you, Figgy. I see it the same way. Um, and people might think it's hypocritical to side with the Neptunes in this case and then side with Mace in the Puffy and Diddy case. But I think the situations are a little different. I feel like after Biggie's death, uh, Diddy definitely needed Mace at that time. He didn't have anybody else really. Nobody really took Diddy seriously as a rapper at that time. Yeah. Like he rapped, he made good songs, but he needed somebody to carry him the way Biggie carried him. And Mace for those couple of years carried Puffy at that time. In 1999, the Neptunes were on fire. You know, they produced a record for Britney Spears, I think, the next year. Whenever that came out, that slave, when did that maybe slave come one. out? I think maybe, maybe 2000, two, 2001. I think 2001, but, but somewhere around there. They were already doing, you know, they songs had, with Jay. They had like, that exclusive sound yes. where people were like, what the fuck is this? Every, they were already heating up to the point where they were, they were just going to rule the radio charts. And they were hot. Nobody knew who Khalees was before she dropped that album with the Neptunes. Um, she was likely in a situation where she was just broke. She was 19 years old. And, you know, when you're a starving artist, you just want to say, fuck it. Let, let's, let's get the record out there, yeah, man. Yeah. Just trying to get I, money yes. as, as soon as possible. And you want you the fame. Get popping, you yeah. want the fame. You know, I'm not saying she's not talented, but what we know who Khalees was is she didn't have those two first albums produced by the Neptunes. Probably not, honestly. She might be a decent indie artist. She would milkshake is one of the biggest songs, man. She she would not be known to the level she is now if she didn't have yeah. the Neptunes behind her. Well, yeah, but that's not. I mean, I, I agree with you, but that's not. That would still not be good enough to, you know, lie to her. Yeah, or, I, I'm not. You I'm, know. Yeah, they shouldn't. They sh- if they, if that's true, and they said they would split it with her and they didn't, yeah. I think that's wrong. But I also think, I don't know how the production of the album came about, but I would have to assume, because she only has songwriting credits on, I think, three songs. I don't know if she actually wrote songs and didn't get credit for it, but if you go by the album credits, it seemed like she didn't do a whole lot of work. I don't, like yeah. I said, I don't that, know how it was recorded. And see, that's but, the other tricky thing, because as a producer or engineer or whatever, you putting a lot of work in too. Yes. Probably might it might be a little more than the artist, honestly. But um it's hard to try to do all that work, mix and master this album and only get, you know, twenty yes. percent and split it with five different people. The Neptunes had all the leverage there. Because honestly, they could have picked almost anybody to be a Khalees for that first yeah. album. As long yeah. as you had a certain look, because it's not like she was Whitney Houston with the vocals. Right. So I'm not saying she's instantly replaceable, but they could have put some anybody else between those beats and it would have sold. Yeah. yeah. So well, I mean, oh, well, I was going to say that article did talk about kind of what did make her unique, like her and Macy yeah, she Gray. Has an alternative, they yeah. were the only ones at the time, black women doing that sort of thing. That's true. And that seemed also to be, I guess, in a general sense, in the Neptune's lane mm-hmm. of being different and forward thinking, I guess, in what they were doing. So they they fit brand wise, I thought, you know, um, or a, at least in, in reflection. I didn't think much of it at the time, but and when you look back at it, you know, it, it seemed to make sense. Um, but I mean, gotta read your contract, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what it really. Yeah, and, and yeah, she did have a certain look to her that was different at the time. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I'm she was like before I said, time. Yeah, yeah. 
but I, it's it's tough. It's kind of unheard of too that uh, artists, producers, or whatever split it down the middle like that. I was yeah. gonna ask about that. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened in the history, yeah. especially for somebody's first album. Okay. Yeah, yeah. usually, usually Yeah, usually it's kinda like the people who producing your shit and all that shit. You getting probably like what? Maybe twenty percent? Ten percent might be that, man. Yeah. So uh, artists not really getting that much, especially if they sign to a label. But I, I that was a little head scratcher that they were supposed to split it all down yeah. the middle. Like Everybody that. get an even amount. They could have. They could have just been gassing her up from the beginning. Yeah, yeah and again, to speak on her age, she didn't know any better. I'm sure she was just ready to get that money and ready to be a star. Yeah, so. because like I said, I know how I feel to put in a little more work than mm-hmm. and the artist just come in there and just say what you wrote now. And then, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, motherfucker, I'm not giving you <laughs> half yes. of this. I di- I wrote all the lyrics. I made the beat. I recorded you. Mm-hmm. And we supposed to split it 50-50? Yeah. <laughs> I had the same thought, man. I honestly thought it was odd that she even thought that would, even the possibility that could happen. Yeah. You know, the fact that she would get an equal split as the people who produced, mixed, mastered the whole thing. And I don't think any artist coming on their first album has yeah. ever gotten anything like that. It'll yeah. be a first. Now it's so. it sucked that she didn't get anything. If she said she didn't get anything, then that I mean that kind of sucked because it was a good album. But to kind of uh, looking on the bright side of it, it did get her out there where she yes. did tour. She did make money right. for the three sixty deal when she could actually keep her torn money. Yeah, it's it did change her life. It's not like she's sitting here broke and right. it didn't work out for her because there's a lot of artists who you know was in that situation and. Didn't, ended up with nothing. Right. I'm, I'm hoping the truth is somewhere in between. Like, yeah. like maybe they were gassing her up, but that she did not get nothing. You know, maybe, maybe she got something that's more along the lines of what y'all would expect somebody to get on their first record. And she just had a higher expectation because she had these relationships that she had built and she thought she could trust them. And, yeah. and that was silly. Yeah. The, the good thing is it, that, I mean, even though she didn't make nothing off the first albums, it did change her life. And yep. put her in a better situation. She about to tour on it now. Yeah. Right? It, and that was the uh, yeah. 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 article said. Like a yeah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it helped yeah. her generation of family where, you know, she could easily be like a mace mm-hmm. who, you know, <laughs> I don't know a situation, but, you know, it could be a lot better if he wasn't under Diddy or if Diddy gave him his mask or whatever the situation is. She, she could be in that situation where it she. It also helped that she married Nas too, but there's that. I mean, would Nas marry her if she didn't have them two albums? Yeah, that's true. Fair so, enough. like, you can look at it that way, say, hey, it really helped me. Because we sure. all, at one point, we all worked for free. We all yep. interned. And yep. it probably didn't get us anywhere at that moment. But at some point, it did help us with knowledge. It helped It helped us, you know. Without a doubt. Yeah. So, you can look yeah. at it like that. That's true. I think we're all in agreement there. Um, other quick topics. Um, other fuckery that happened this week. Um, <laughs> Taraji was on T.I.'s podcast expeditiously, um, which I guess he's continued ever since the Hyman comments. Because yeah. I remember he took a break for a while. I yeah. told y'all he was going to do exactly yes, what I said. He was on Red Table Talk. <laughs> yeah. And now he did the apology tour. I think even after Kobe died, he put out a uh, apology to his mother, his mother, his wife and daughter about mm. what he said. I guess he apologized again. Yeah. But um so he's continued the podcast. 
had Taraji P. Henson on, of course, from Empire and tons of other stuff. And they addressed uh, basically 50 Cent attacking Empire, the cast and crew, saying they were biting off a of power. Power's a better show. And Taraji basically came out and said, you know, she thought it was embarrassing for him to attack another black show for no reason. You know, there there was no reason. There were completely different shows and different lanes, and she yeah. didn't see why he had to do that and try to tear them down because she didn't do anything for him. And there were so to many him. other shows to exactly. compete with. And she tried, you know, and she earned her place in Hollywood, so she didn't see why 50 was trying to tear them down. 50, of course, was on his troll shit. He responded. He basically, <laughs> <laughs> he said. That um, was a bless your heart, wasn't it? <laughs> Man. <laughs> 50 Cent responded on Instagram. He said, I saw Taraji on T.I.'s podcast. This is my sincere apology. I did not mean to hurt your feelings in any way. I love your work, and I think you are amazing. Sorry I hurt your feelings. I'm sorry no one is watching your show anymore. Sorry no one is watching your show anymore. (laughs) That is wild. I realize I have to work on the fact that I have less empathy than others. I have met with the top executives at Fox and sold them the notorious cop. Is the show that is replacing is yours. <laughs> <laughs> but I really want to work with you. I mean, you're awesome. We could work well together. But if you don't like the idea, I understand. If you don't roll with me, you're going to get rolled the fuck over. <laughs> <laughs> Such a fucking savage, man. This guy, this guy's an asshole, man. Hilarious. So, so is Empire really being replaced? Is, is that it for it? Empire is ending. Okay. If it hasn't already ended. Okay. And, yes, there will be a show replacing it. So I guess it's this cop show. I don't know. But number one is power over. It, yeah, it's ending too, right? Uh, no. Next week is the last episode. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, I only huh. got through the first two. I need to go back. Yeah, yeah. no, you, you get to at least the Tommy episode and it'll make you keep want to keep watching. Because I was over the first two, too, of this season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I got to the Tommy okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's wrapping up. It's getting a little more detailish. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. We'll have okay. some answers soon. Yes. Well, we definitely got to do a breakdown when the final episode airs. But on this topic in particular, was 50 Cent wrong for attacking Empire? Yes. And does Taraji have a point? Yes. I absolutely agree with her. Um, there were several other shows that he could have competed with for that primetime spot. They, and honestly, Power, I don't know if they changed the days that Power came on anyways, but they never came on on the same days anyway. So yeah. the... The ratings, I don't know how the ratings work and all that works um, by network, but I just feel like 50 Cent is 50 Cent, and obviously he's a fucking troll. So, mm-hmm. But he, there were several other shows that he could have competed with and tapped into and that weren't um, of uh, our people, you know, and I appreciate Taraji for being, knowing that this man is this way and still speaking up anyways and, and knowing that he was probably going to come with something like this in response, but still, still standing her ground and speaking up for, for the fact that that we we should do better as people and support one another versus tearing each other down. No, well, that's true. Yeah, if you have the history of that, though, <laughs> Brandon. I mean, I agree with Jasmine's point, um, but like, I can't. I'm not even taking Fifty seriously on this man. Fifty's a marketing genius. Yeah. Um, th- this is what he does. Um, I agree with what you're saying. Like. There's no, I wasn't a big Empire fan mm-hmm. myself um, and would probably have had my own critiques of the show that have been real critical. Um, so from that perspective, I can't really, I can't really knock him for not liking the show or, or making it seem like 
you know, you know, trying to talk down on the show because I wasn't really that big of a fan of the show myself, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I did watch it, but I mean, this is just this is this is fifty. This is this is what I come to expect from dude. He's wrong. <laughs> um, there's there's no there's no need for friendly fire here. Um, but I think honestly that there that there is something to him trying to possibly uh capitalize on the popularity of empire even though power had its own success empire comes on a network television show uh, or a net, on a network that you know station you know it's I, i'm i would imagine was bigger it just from the sheer numbers of it you know it it, it made sense for him to try to um, take that one down yeah yeah or at least try to like create this environment where there's a conversation about uh empire versus versus uh, uh power. power empire versus power you know um i don't know if it's a perfect comparison to you know the whole 50 versus kanye thing and how they yeah. and how they did that whole thing and it was just a publicity stunt it's not like they were beefing or really trying to compete they were both trying to maximize the whatever potential marketing potential they have for both their records. And I, and I think it was successful for both of them. No matter who won, everybody won. Ain't no losers. Yeah. I think maybe 50 comes at it from that perspective, aside from being, you know, an asshole and a savage, mm-hmm. like on top of it. That's like Jasmine was basically saying. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, Taraji, I don't understand why she got so sensitive about this. It's 50 cent. 50 cent mm-hmm. do that with everybody. We could, we ain't got to go down the whole list, but yeah. Floyd Mayweather, he yeah. went back and forth with Rick Ross. Uh, who, you can name it. He went back and forth with. So, um, I don't know. That's just 50 Cent, man. I wouldn't have – I got so sensitive about that. However, though, I felt like he did have some type of plan because I watched, like, one episode of Empire, mm-hmm. and to me, it is the total – I don't see no similarities with power. I don't, I don't look at that and like, damn, this is not called power. You're being I, very no. kind to Empire right now. Huh? You're being very kind to Empire really? right oh, okay. now. Okay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I, I never really, I don't know. I just never seen it. Otherwise, I would have called it out if I was like, damn, they trying to do like power or damn, they trying to do this. Mm-hmm. But I just didn't see it. And to me, it was no reason to go back and forth with it. But with 50 being a businessman, and with him now getting a new show on Fox, I could see him trying to take that show out by, you know, creating this narrative of, you know, you guys got to pick one, which one better between power and empire. So I could see him creating that narrative to, you know, possibly get that, try to get that show out of there or at least get his foot in, in the, uh, in the door of Fox so he could put his show in there. Because if you look at it, he got a show on Stars, which is Power. He got another show on ABC, which looked kind of good. I was shocked that he was a uh, executive producer of it. It was some show about a guy in jail or something like that. Mm-hmm. That's on ABC. And then he just mentioned this other show in the, in the uh, Instagram post that's on Fox. So I can see why he's steady taking jabs at it to try to maybe, maybe, I'm, I'm trying to find another angle of it mm-hmm. because. What's the purpose of going after this specific show? Because there's other shows out there he could yeah. be tearing up. He could be tearing up Game of Thrones or something like that, even though that's a huge show. He mm-hmm. he can't even sniff that show, but yeah. he could be tearing up other shows. 
But he attacking this show is. I, I think the demographic is not a coincidence. Yes, that's. I the think thing. that's. I think it's very specific. You know what he's trying to do um, to create that narrative. Yeah. Do y'all remember when um, it, the rumors were coming out that Power was going to turn into some type of cop spinoff series, and it was going to be this, that, and the other? Do y'all remember? I remember that. Well, there have been spinoff rumors. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I, I, I remember specifically there being one that was um, stating that like Lorenz Tate was going to be a cop or something like that. And now that this has come out, it makes me think that maybe it was just rumors um, spewing off of all the shows he had going on, and there was really no truth to that. But the simple fact that he does have a cop show coming out speaks to where that rumor maybe came from. That's true. That's that could be. That Very could be. Yeah. Um, I agree with y'all that Taraji, I mean, Taraji had a point. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, she needs to remember that 50 Cent is a sociopath. Mm-hmm. Like, he don't care about anybody but himself. At all. He will tear down anybody, even unrelated to whatever he's doing. Just look at his just whole to, career. Yes. He did that since he came. He came in with a diss track, dissing every other rapper yeah. for no reason. He never been the, the type of person thing. that was, uh, hey, let's stick together. Yes. Let's work it. He was never the black unity guy. He yes. was always the out for himself guy. So I'm not surprised. To Brandon's point, the demographics are the reason why he went after Empire. Because people, we compare everything black anyway. You know, the, uh, us alone, without them, the producers themselves even doing it. You know, we compare Tyler Perry to whatever other black movies out. Well, fucking Jordan, what's his name? Jordan Beale. Yes. I don't know how you compare those two. Because yeah, I'm about to say, I don't know <laughs> either. That's... People, people would. Because he had that one movie that was kind of like uh, Get Out, didn't he? Us. Not, no, uh, Tyler Perry did, didn't he? he? Didn't he have some kind of movie that people comparing to get out? Man, I put Tyler Perry, I I I respect him, but I I put him down a long time ago, man. (laughs) My point is, like, people will compare everything black, even if they're unrelated, just because we don't have a whole lot to even, you know, it's not like white media where you can't compare Game of Thrones to Sopranos, you know? I mean, black directors is is niche enough. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. Probably uh, demographic in and of itself. You know, even even though they're not, they're in totally different lanes. Like yes. this. Yeah. And to to Taraji, I mean, to Fifty Cent's point, like Empire was a terrible show, man. Honestly, <laughs> okay. All right. like, Empire was awful, and Taraji should be embarrassed. She even starred in that show, man. I know it did a lot for her career wise, but that show was an embarrassment to anybody who's considers himself an actual serious actor. It's terrible. Thank you. It is bad, man. Every episode I've seen has been like, I want to just bury my head in my hands and just damn near. Now, was you an avid watcher? Was you into it? it? Man, I couldn't. The acting is so bad. The writing was all like everything about the movie just made no sense at all. I mean, the movie, the, this show, sure, every yeah. show, every episode I saw was just nonsense, man. <laughs> it's, from the get-go, from the first episode, it was yeah. awful, man. And Taraji, she kind of made herself into like a cookie-like person in real life when she never acted like that before. Yeah. But then she became like a super diva after Empire. And I'm yeah. like, I took Taraji seriously as an actress before that show, honestly. She was in Hustle & Flow, did a great job. She was in, wasn't she in Ray too? Was that her in Ray? Or was that somebody else? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't think but she I feel like she I did. Think she had a, did she have a role? She had a couple roles in some she movies. She did been in some serious stuff. Like yeah. some non Tyler Perry movies. She yeah. did serious films and I took her seriously as an actress. And then she did the Empire one with, uh, what was the one about the pilots and the 
the yeah the, the three I can't Johnson, remember what it's called uh, the one Pharrell has something to do with the, Pharrell. He, what, he, Red Tails? He, no, 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 Pharrell ain't had no No, 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 the, uh, the, ass, was <laughs> it the, was one. it the, uh, people were charged, like, with the astronauts, the black, yeah, three black that, chicks. That, that's oh, what yeah, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, one. She did a good job in that Hidden figures. There we go. She was excellent in that. Yeah. Red Tails. He said Red Tails. I was like, okay, Red Tails. Not the same. You meant astronauts. But, uh, so yeah, I, like, Empire's an awful show. I'm glad it's off air. Power got awful, but at least it had a couple good seasons. It did. It yeah. had a but Empire was terrible, man. And I don't know why she even has any pride in being in that show. But hopefully she does bigger and better things now that it's ended. Um, Terrence Howard, I think, is just a lost cause now. I mean, he's <laughs> completely gone off the he edge. He didn't fell way off, man, yeah. because he was on everything. He was playing everything, too. Yep. I don't know what happened, Have man. you seen he, Sidebar, man? He's insane. Oh yeah, he's like, been insane. He, is he? I, <laughs> I mean, he's kind of like, like legitimately insane. Like, like literally has mental issues. Yeah, like, oh, I know that. And, oh. He has, his, if you listen to any recent interview, he's talking about how he's basically solved math forever. Yeah. With this new equation that's going to change the world. Yeah, he's the toughest interview ever. Like, you would, you would just pass him on to the next person. All right, like, who's the next star? Cause I don't have yes. no follow-ups for this yeah. dude. He yeah. is ridiculous, man. He is, like, any interview you read, you think is probably fake, but it's actually, he's out of his mind. Damn. Um, so, anyway, other things that happened real quick. We mentioned Pastor Troy was upset about Lil Nas X's outfit. Yeah. It's got a little bit of traction this week. Um, so Lil Nas X dressed picture that. <laughs> he's he was in a pink cowboy outfit uh i mean <sighs> do it look like a gay outfit yes yeah but he, it looks very gay yeah. and for what it, <laughs> like for what it is it's great like I mean, it's gay. it's super gay <laughs> so like if you're gonna be gay be gay right i was just thinking like it's gay as hell <laughs> good for him <laughs> i mean it's a pink outfit but i'm it wasn't nothing with the ass out or nothing like that. True. I think the context matters so, too, though, because you know yeah. now that you know he's gay or whatever yes. he is, you know. I mean, to be whatever. fair, I think it's a gay looking outfit. But to be fair, Charlie Wilson would probably wear something like this back yeah. in the seventies. So I don't think. Yeah, that's what I said. I don't think if, if Prince wore something like that, we wouldn't be like, oh. I mean, yeah, we would. People were looking side eyed at Prince when he was wearing shit with the ass out. Man. Yeah, but people didn't care. Nah, they we did. We wasn't like, wait a the, minute, that's gay. But the best part, yeah. man, was that Prince didn't care. He, yeah, and I think true. that's what's cool about this, too. Like, I, I actually think it's a dope. Like, I couldn't pull that shit off and wouldn't try to. <laughs> but I think he did. Like, like fuck he, it. He could have went a whole different route, man. Yeah. So, I, like, I know it looked fruity, but he to me, that's kind of safe. Than just going all out in a bikini or something like that or... Some type of dress. He gay, man. Yeah. What you want yeah. him to do? I mean, he gay. Did y'all y'all ain't see the dude with the uh, uh what's my man name from the from the gay show? Po, uh, po, uh, the Billy. What's his name? Um, Billy Porter. My man had the fa- had to had like a yes, oh, yes, yes. Yeah, that, that, that man, I can't stand that. But dude. my man's oh. got my man's got yeah. eyeshadow on. Like you know, like that's you know, I could I could see that's what I'm saying. You like, gonna make a homophobic comment? Mm-hmm. I can see you going towards the thing that's way over the top. He's you been know. wearing dresses at several awards right, right. Yeah. lately. That's, Which, you know, yeah. his prerogative, but 
that would be the type of thing you would think somebody would go at. That's my man's just in a pink suit. High I agree. Pink, high that's, pink suit. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not too far fetched where it's like, damn, this is cross the line. This this is uh what's the what's the Jeffrey Star? Remember Jeffrey Star? Yeah. It's nothing like that where he got eyeshadow and makeup and you know some type of skirt or something like that. Did y'all see his other performance? I mean, his other outfit during the performance. Oh, I'm scared. I'm it, scared to see. It was um like a complete. I don't know if it was sequins or glitter, oh, no. but he had a whole silver cowboy get up on. It's still during cowboy his performance. shit. Yeah, okay. more That's cowboy fair. shit, but okay. it was uh it was more like more like glitter or metallic looking. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably not as bad as the pink shit. Yeah, no, the pink <laughs> is very flamboyant. Oh, it's uh, or mauve as uh, Jay Z said. Remember, mauve is mauve, bro. Nah, Lil Nas X shit was pink. Yeah, <laughs> that's pink, bro. Like I ain't hating like that pink. Feeling that pink, see <laughs> thing. But that's pink, mauve, bro. And gay uh, as hell. It's mauve, but, bro. You know, whatever. Uh, so Pastor Troy um, was apparently upset by this. He wrote on his. He's he deleted this post, by the way. But he wrote on Instagram, he had the picture of Lil Nas X's outfit. And the caption said, Welp, I guess I won't be winning a Grammy if this is what I got to wear. They love to push this shit on our kids. The other day at Applebee. <laughs> wait. What? The other day, Applebee. <laughs> <laughs> Already lost credibility. The other day, <laughs> Applebee's had some punks kissing and laughing. <laughs> I can't read. Okay. The other day, <laughs> the other day, Applebee's had some punks kissing and laughing, eating mozzarella sticks. The first thing my 14 year old son says would fuck Applebee's and it brought joy to my heart. He sees it, their agenda to take the masculinity from men, black men especially. Some may say he making money. RuPaul do too, but I ain't bumping his CD. Integrity is priceless. Y'all better open that third eye and let your sons know what is real, or they ass gonna be headed down that old down old town road for real. And then his hashtag said they gonna ride till they can't no more. Black owned independent, not my sons, it ain't worth it. Blah 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 blah. So Yeah. This is a wild post. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Definitely Christ. Wild. I'm look, I'm not gonna lie and say I don't like I do see Usually, if a show has like a black character and a gay character, they're the same character for some reason. It's usually a man too, you know. I do sometimes feel like, yes, you you definitely should be LGBT representation in media, but I don't feel feel like it always has to be the black character. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying there is a secret operation agenda to turn people black, I mean, turn people gay. But I do think I always thought that was kind of strange. So I'm not going to act like I don't think some things in media are weird, too. But I do think he kind of went too far by saying a little like like you said, a little Nas X. This shit was harmless. Yeah, It wasn't like he was on stage kissing men and doing extra flamboyant stuff. He was just singing his song. And he never nothing showed nothing like that. Yeah, before. that's the funny part about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see like. If you want to, like what Brandon said, if you want to make this point, there's much, much more flamboyant things you can make it with than Lil Nas X. He ain't hurting nobody. He ain't pushing nothing in nobody's face. Yeah. For me, more than anything, it's just such an odd thing to be bothered by. Like, I just can't understand. Like, obviously, that's not my style. 
Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. that that's not going to be me. The Billy Porter or Lil Nas X is not going <laughs> to ever be me, okay? Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm unaffected, you know? I'm unaffected by your happiness or your sad, whatever, however you feel, you know, honestly. So, like, it's just a weird thing for him to be, like, in this, first of all, let's pick apart this, uh, <laughs> uh I guess I'm not going to win a Grammy because of this. <laughs> All right. Damn, you not winning no fucking Grammy, bro. I didn't even know he was still out here like that. I had to recall. I was like, yeah, 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 that's right. That's right. Because I had forgotten. I ain't even lied to you. I was like, oh, that's right. That's right. I know I know my man. But, you know, you're not. And to Lil Nas X credit, like, you know, I didn't think, like, think Old Town Road was no great song. It was catchy. You know, it wasn't. That's not, that's not a great record. Like, it is catchy. But it was catchy before he came out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not like, let's say there was a gay agenda. He be, he, he beat it. He was he was big before the, the gay agenda came, quote unquote, gay agenda came about. So yeah, like before just, he officially came out, I guess. Exactly. He was already a star. So mm-hmm. like this is just this is just hating for no reason. Um, you know, having some visceral reaction to a pink suit that doesn't concern you. Was he at the Grammys? No, he was. no. Nah. <laughs> Exactly. Zaz was at home like the rest of us. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like, relax. Yeah. You know, stop hating on that man. On that this 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 young kid who's not really hurting nobody. Yeah. Not my style, but fuck so, it. Do, yeah. do your thing. See, that's the part that got me because look, the song that won, it wasn't like a gay song that was yes. promoting his sexuality. Yeah. It. I mean, it was a dope song. Like, if you ain't know who it was, you would probably be like, okay, yeah. okay, but. For him, I, I don't know. He, I feel like he just attacked them for no reason. Yeah. Baby. You could have said that about any other category who won that shouldn't have won. You know what I mean? Like, I guess I ain't going to win because it's all politics and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Seemed like he just attacked them for no reason. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. It's just, it just didn't make sense, man. It'd be one thing if some gay song won and he, uh, you know, he only won because he made that type of song. But it was it was a legit catchy song, yeah, and that was yeah. you could argue and say that was a song of the year because that song was being played everywhere. It's still being played. So now that it win, it's kind of like like he only won because uh you know it, it seemed like Lil Nas X just straight up caught a stray for his homophobia. Like I you know I just don't like gay shit, <laughs> so. I'm going to find the gay shit that I see, and that's where my slug going to be. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it, it almost seemed like he caught it straight because it's like, you know, it, it, for all the points that you just made, Biggie, like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> the other thing that kind of bothered me with that post, like, I don't, I'm, I'm kind of tired of people saying, oh, uh, they pushing this gay stuff for commercials and TVs and stuff like that, which, it, you know, you can argue and say they are, but it's all type of stuff on TV. Your kid is not yeah. about to be gay because of a Applebee's commercial. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. Like it been it been gay people for years before mm-hmm. commercials, before they were showing stuff on TV. So a gay character in the TV show ain't gonna expose your son to gayness or. And, and, and we didn't have plenty of pop culture examples lately of even in anti-gay communities and environments how. If you gay, it's gonna uh, it's gonna manifest itself at some point anyway. If if you believe yeah. the, I know the Aaron Hernandez stuff has been kind of like uh, touchy, like if people believe it and everything like that. But I mean, it seemed to be something there. Mm-hmm. 
Um, look at churches. Yeah. I mean, churches, churches they yeah. don't, they never promoted, you know, being gay in churches. And where do all those scandals come from? Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I think is bullshit when people, not just him, but a lot of people always try to say, oh, yeah, they pushing this stuff on. Yeah. My kids so exposed to this stuff. It's all, yeah, your kids exposed to power too. Yeah. Your kids exposed to all type, it's all type of bullshit on TV. But, but, uh, uh, a gay character is like pushing the limit. Right. So, yeah. so it's just like, come on now. And that's a good point because that's another thing people don't want to really talk about either. If you think there's a gay agenda, you can also argue there is a, uh, gang violence agenda. There's yes. a drug use agenda. All the things we see in our media specifically aimed at us that are negative, you know, drug use, violence, all, lot, senseless violence. All of which, by the way, we should know are worse than a gay agenda. Yes, than, exactly. Than a quote, unquote. Yeah. Those are actual potentially harmful things. Exactly. Yes. And people don't really want to talk about that, but they want to talk about the gay stuff. Like, uh, if you think there are agendas to destroy black people, there are higher things yeah. on your priority list than yeah. Lil Nas X. Should, should be anyway. Yeah. Yes. Should so be. I definitely agree there. Um, is there anything else? I don't really care about Nicki Minaj, pedo brother getting sentenced. Yeah, I'm glad we're skipping that. Yeah, uh, Nicki and Meek got into some altercation before the Grammys at some jewelry store. I think I don't give a fuck really. <laughs> um, that was interesting. Yeah, I was trying to figure it out. Like it was, it just seemed so weird and random. The camera was was terrible. I couldn't tell who was. Yeah, who was. we need to call out people for uh, recording shitty. Videos, man. <laughs> I'm tired of it. I'm tired of people trying to get this exclusive audio, but not actually recording the drama right mm-hmm. there. Like we see it often with fights. Ricky got a high standard. The, <laughs> man, the, viral moments. Yeah, the cameras be shaky. It be halfway on on the situation. Like we couldn't see shit in there, man. Yeah, it presents more questions than answers. Yeah, yeah like like stop Absolutely. being a pussy, man. Like show your. Sh- Record that shit. Exactly. <laughs> and we ain't got Motorola razors no more, man. You can get better video than this. Oh yeah. But um, so yeah, Meek and Nikki and Nikki's husband got into it while shopping somewhere in West Hollywood. Um, Nikki was calling him a pussy ass nigga. She was he was cursing them out and all this shit. So, whatever. <laughs> um. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I don't really care. Whatever. So was that um. One of the songs Meek did was that was he talking shit about uh, her husband or a dude? Oh yeah, I hadn't heard that snippet until I listened to um, a podcast. Okay, so I, I'm not. Uh, I heard the song. the song. I didn't really think about it, but um, he was just like, "Damn, like you were supposed to be my rider." It was kind of like a little skipping mm-hmm. for the song, but mm-hmm. damn, you supposed to be my rider. You you going to him? And, he got to get over it. Yeah, man. it was. Just, that, yeah. That's just dead and gone now. He got to move on. She married She's now. Married now. Ain't no yeah. getting that back. <laughs> uh, anything else happened this week? We got a comment on. I think that really about does it. Anything else we want to chime in on? Fuck it, we done. 
wrapping his hoe up. Wrapping it up. Right. So, oh, you got something? Oh, no, no. I was going to say, what a bro knows, or you want to wait? Uh, ah. Ah. How long we been recording? We were, yeah, we've been in here. We're trying to get, yeah, last week we was at exactly two hours. Yeah. This one way longer than I don't even know, know how long we've been in here, man. <laughs> yeah. have fun. I'll be mean in the uh, try at the time, but I forget by the time we start recording. Oh, yeah. Man, when I come in here, I already know, man. Just Block the time. Yeah. I don't even. I, I wouldn't even come if I ain't feel like I had to. I could stay all night if I had to. Yeah. Because yeah. I know how y'all get down. <laughs> y'all don't understand. I'm a P one. I listen to y'all as much as I can. You know. Thank okay. you. So, Appreciate that. But, man. but it always. I always. I, I, I do it like in doses and increments because I can't. Because yeah. I never. You, you know. Can't I, sit there for three I never, hours. I never had that much time. So it's good that y'all only do it once a week. Because yeah. <laughs> it takes me the whole damn week to get through it damn near. But yeah, it's worth it. <laughs> it's worth it though, man. We I try, mean, man. at least for me, I enjoy it. So. Oh, for sure. For appreciate sure. It, we man. appreciate you coming on, man. We appreciate the perspective, you know, especially yeah. with this being such a heavy week for everybody. Yeah, man. You know, really appreciate the perspective, man. And, um, so where can we find you on social media, man? Play man, so I'm, um, I'm at Brandon K. Scott on Twitter. I'm at B. Scott from Hiram Clark. There's an E at the end of Clark. If you're not familiar with, you know, kind of the hoods of Houston, that, that's that's where I'm from, Hiram Clark. So B. Scott from Hiram Clark on Instagram, uh, Brandon K. Scott on Twitter, and that's that's pretty much it. That's where I get down. I don't I don't do too All much right. of the other stuff. I ain't on no I don't Snapchat, Snapchat or TikTok or none of that shit. I'm 30 years old, so you know I, I just I keep it basic and you know. <laughs> And that's man. how that's how we do it. What's the burnergram though? Oh man, it's funny, man, because I don't have a burner, but I feel like I should sometimes. Oh, you definitely should, man. You hey, definitely should. You know what? If you go to my Instagram, <laughs> if you go to my Instagram, it was it was like maybe a year after I got married, and uh, and I was like uh, nervous about getting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit has happened since that we will not get into. <laughs> But, 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 I will just say, my first Instagram post it explains how, uh, how I've been, had been scared to get on Instagram because I thought it was a thirst trap. And, uh, and I just, you know, I wanted to avoid it because of where I was at in my life at the time. Oh, yeah. And let's just say that there was some validity to that. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, and, and, and that, you know, I, for those reasons, you know, you, sometimes you have to, you have to make some, make some yeah, decisions. Yeah, you got a clean slate, man. <laughs> yeah, man. You got to clean the whole thing. Start a new once you get married. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. But how be, be Scott from Harlem Court? Yeah, for sure, for sure. And you can find Jasmine at Chitty Chitty Bass still, right? Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right, all right. You can find Figgy at The Figgy Fig. And you can also hear him weekdays, 10 to 2, in the loop, Sports Radio 610. Jasmine, you going to be out in any events? We can catch you at uh, anytime soon. Anytime soon that I can think of off the top of my head, but right. I'll keep y'all updated next week. All right. Oh, All real right. quick. Um, so February eighth. Um, um, so the loopholes, the listeners. Oh yeah. Um, set up a, a pretty much a get together for me mm-hmm. at the Roughnecks game. So okay. the Houston Roughnecks play February eighth, and they pretty much set up this whole little thing. Because, you know, of me getting full-time position. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, so um, if y'all still want to go, somebody, uh, shout out, yeah, shout out to Misty. I got you a ticket. Oh. But uh, shout out to Misty. She uh, bought, like, 25 tickets. Oh, shit. And uh, when I tell you they sold out so quick, a lot of listeners was buying them. But um, I don't know if she's going to buy some more or what. But, uh, yeah, join the loophole page. They got a, um, we got a Facebook page, mm-hmm. uh, 610 Loopholes. 
So just join it and um, see if there's some tickets left. Yes. Yes. Check it out. Kick it with yep. Figgy and them, man. Yeah, shout out to the cold people. Yeah, shout out to the Nuff Said Tailgaters, too. They, uh, we gonna be tailgating too. Oh shit. Um, they cooking hamburgers. Everybody else bringing sides. So it's like a big, it's like a big thing. So it's gonna be lit. Yeah, if y'all want to come out, yeah. Hey, since, since I'm here, man, I just want to say about in the loop and Figgy, man. It's, it's real cool that I get to be like a small part of all the shows mm-hmm. and like, you know, help, trying to help grow them on social media and make sure that people outside of just the folks that turn the dial on the radio station listen. I mean, you know, people that don't know, that's what, you know, I think I mentioned that earlier. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and man, I was a fan. Just like, just like I listened to y'all, you know, I, I, as a matter of fact, that's where it started. You know, it was actually in the loop that brought me here, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, and I listened in the loop before before you got. I remember Rocket I, yeah. when you produced Paul. You know I've been around and yeah. and listening. You know, so it's real cool to be up here for me. You know, uh, you know, just as a as a as a, as a fan. Yeah. I, I knew who you were before. I, I knew all, who yeah. all y'all were before mm-hmm. I met. Yeah, you. We knew you too, yeah. man. We knew you had been yeah. tweeting yeah. with us before. So, yeah, man. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so man, it's it's real cool. To watch to watch the show grow. Like how how y'all are doing. How in the loop is doing. In the loop. You could argue is it could it might actually be the best sports show, and I listen to a, a bit of all of them. It might be the best sports show in Houston right now. Oh, definitely, yeah. man. Yeah. I, I think I think you could legitimately make that case. Like ratings yeah. tell, you know, only a, a side of the story, whatever it is. Y'all, I mean, y'all are humming, man. That show is good. I know it's, it has some changes because I followed it the whole way through. <laughs> it's a dope show, man. I'm glad to be around. 100%, man. We're glad to have you. Yeah, and I was about to say, you're doing a good job too, man. I appreciate it. Like, you doing a lot of stuff. Like, we text every day. I yeah. say, hey, can you do this? Yeah. And, wow, you doing it. So, um, yeah, shout out to you too, man. You're doing an amazing job with the content. You writing all the stories yeah, on the websites. You the t- the Twitter looking good. There's oh, videos yeah. and stuff. I don't think it ever looked like that before. Yeah. So that active. Yeah. yeah. So you doing you doing an amazing job, man. I appreciate what you do. Yeah, man. For sure, I'm trying. Man. I'm trying. I appreciate that. It's good that you're not disillusioned too, because it didn't take me long to get fed up with people, even though I liked them coming in. Like, oh, Nick Wright's an asshole, man. I'm, a, I'm just kidding. Nick Wright's cool. Yeah. But <laughs> well, I say, is he? <laughs> oh, shit. He, he was nice to me, at least. I don't know about everybody else, but I, he was nice to me. I'm friends with Nick. Oh, really? I'm friends with Nick. That's yeah, cool. I've, I've hung out with Nick uh, a couple of times. Next time you come to Houston, man, you got to get him to come on the show, man. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick yeah. big time now, yeah. man. I don't know. He LeBron people. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if he would sit here with, that, with us for all these hours. Yeah, probably agent yeah. or something. Yeah, I mean, we could get we could probably get Nick in. I mean, I could take We could get Nick in, I think. Uh, he probably wouldn't stay with us for too long, but. I mean, get him for a quick hit. Yeah, yeah, I think. Once we get people in, man, they don't want to leave. Yep. So we once, talk. Yeah. Yeah, we well, got the big things planned for this year, man. Figgy yeah. been talking to Paul Wall. We, we trying to make things happen this year, yeah. man. Fat so, Pat. Yeah. Oh, not Fat Pat. I keep hearing oh, yeah, Fat yeah, Tony. Yeah, yeah. Fat Tony. Rest in peace to Fat Pat, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That was Definitely. fucked up what happened to Fat Pat. Yeah, it really was, man. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, stay tuned, man. Like we said, we're going to keep growing this thing, making it bigger and better for y'all for your listening pleasure. And so, yeah, check out all of us. Uh, oh, yeah, I changed my Twitter account. Not that yeah, right now. I meant to say that. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. yeah it's, I'm at Houston Rocket now. With I actually, with two, with two T's, Rocket with two T's, Houston Rocket. No longer the Ryan Rocket is Houston Rocket with two T's. Okay. I actually had this account because I randomly, I don't even know how I found it out again, but when I was reporting for the, chronic, for the Corpus Christi newspaper, 
I had that as my uh, Twitter username, but I completely forgot about it. Mm. So I was looking. Ryan Rocket is taken by some asshole who ain't tweeted since like 2010. <laughs> so always be that way. Yeah, they're supposed to delete all that. They're supposed to, but they never did. But that will if you don't open an email, they're gonna delete your account. But we have no idea. Like you can keep your account inactive, but they're gonna send out an email, and if you don't open it, then they'll deactivate it for you. So I don't know if I'll ever get Ryan Rocket, but I forgot I had Houston Rocket, so I switched my shit to that. So check me out at Houston Rocket on Twitter, uh, Instagram Ryan dot Rocket, blah blah blah, yada yada yada. Um, thank you again, Brandon Scott, for coming through, yes. man. We appreciate it. Gladly. R.I.P. Kobe, and we and out. The nine others. And the nine. Oh my yeah. bad. R.I.P. to everybody. Kobe, Kobe, and the eight others. Uh, Kobe, sure. and so the you want to edit this part out? Start <laughs> <laughs> fresh. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, you're nah. right. R.I.P. Yeah. Kobe. R.I.P. All the victims of that terrible uh, helicopter crash. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I got. Okay, yeah. We out. Peace. <laughs>